motherfuckers know the deal. I got that game of the year, game of the year, game of the year, game of the year, of the year, yeah, yeah. Game of the year, game of the year, game of the year, game of the year, yeah. If they shoot in, welcome back to the new year of 2021, and also a new episode of the Players Club podcast. A very special episode once again because we are gonna probably be at each other's throats for a lot of this episode uh, because this is going to be our game of the year podcast. We're going to go through a bunch of different categories, 15 in total, including game of the year. And we're going to deliberate what's VGU's favorite games of 2020. Um, But before we get to any of that, we have to show who's here today, or I guess introduce who's here today, because if you're listening to a podcast, it doesn't make sense. Anyway, greeted here today by Alan Muir. What's up, Al? It would not be a VGU production without me. Hell yeah, man. It's like Spike Lee in a Spike Lee joint. <laughs> <laughs> that one was just swinging a miss there. All right, we're starting off good. We're also here with uh, Graydon Webb. What's up, Graydon? I just, like, within the past two minutes, learned that Ratchet & Clank was not a launch game on PS5, and I thought it had been out for months. What? Oh, <laughs> 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 god and you just thought like everyone hated it so no one talked about it yeah like i i saw because uh we were talking about elden ring and somebody there was a tweet and it was like oh these are my most anticipated games of the year and ratchet and clank was on there and i was like what the fuck like that came out a couple weeks ago like get on that shit (laughs) and uh (laughs) oops wait it didn't right like it didn't come out no no no, it's yeah launch window Yep, well, there you go. Yeah, it's going to be launch window. They said, like, early this year. So I'm expecting before the end of January, we better either have the game or have a release date because brother starving over here. Didn't, <laughs> the, uh, didn't that last one kind of just drop kind of fast? Oh, Not like, like a surprise out of the blue, but it was, like, quick release, I think? Um, Kind of. They said that they were working on it. They they said they were working on it like a year or two ahead of time, and then like six months before it came out, they finally like showed gameplay and just revealed all of it. So okay, that's what might have made it feel shorter. But um, speaking of the opposite of shorter, that was awkward transition. Uh, Josh Miller's <laughs> also here. What's up, homie? Oh, Emmett Watkins Jr. We're talking game of the year 2020, a year of hot garbage and dumb decisions. Yeah, hundreds of games have released, but we're going to boil it down for everyone like we're making tea. Yeah, we're going to find the cream of the crop of 2020 games. Yeah, oh yeah. When it's all said and done, yeah, it'll be me at the top of the mountain like a billy goat. Yeah, screaming to the heavens with the best games are this year yeah my voice will echo throughout the world and the madness will spread yeah and everyone will know what the true number one game of the year will be Ooh, yeah <laughs> holy hell i have I so did... many questions <laughs> <laughs> i did not expect fucking macho man to come on here within the first five minutes of the podcast i am ready let's get this going this is gonna be a hell of a show first of all was that written down did you write that script absolutely did i was i was watching like randy savage (laughs) interviews like three hours ago i was like let me try and do one (laughs) oh my god second the 
whole time I just thought of like your child <laughs> walking into the room and being like, what the hell is going on? Daddy, and are la- you okay? And lastly, if that's what hypertime, what happens over there, I am I'm gonna be on more episodes. <laughs> that is indeed a hypertime. Uh, <laughs> oh. Good it God, that they're is they're talking about cocaine. <laughs> uh well hey man cracked it enough to my people i'm good anyway (laughs) oh god that is incredible so we're already starting on a really good really good note um so yeah as i already said this is the game of the year discussion as you so eloquently put there um so yeah before we get into the first category uh let me just lay a couple kind of ground rules sounds way more official than it actually is but just a couple of guidelines here um, so how we're doing it, we, we've we made no qualms about this. We're very much so heavily inspired by the Giant Bomb podcast. So we're doing our Game of the Year stuff kind of similar to them. Um, for each of these categories, we have 15 categories in total, like I said. Uh, each category is going to get two runners-up and one winner at the top of it. Um, and just as a side note, I kind of imagined it as there's a V and then a GU. Is that cute? Is that good? Huh? <laughs> I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I'll take that. Um, but yeah, that's how we're going to do it. Two runners up and one winner at the top of it. For the game of the year list, which is going to be all the way at the end here, um, it'll be 10 games that we're going to choose, and then we're going to have to rank them in proper order. So our consensus number one pick at the top, and then, you know, one, two, three, four, five, all the way down to 10. Like so a puzzle. enough. <laughs> exactly like a puzzle just like tetris um uh for the game to qualify the game either had to release in 2020 or have some type of substantial new content in 2020 of course unless the category specifies otherwise which will pretty much be the first category here um then we're we're here to just talk about these categories we all have personal lists so Later on in the month, you guys will be seeing personal lists from me, Al, Graydon, Josh. All of us will have personal lists. We'll have those to refer to, but we're not necessarily going to tell you all of those picks right now. So, you know, feel free to return to those lists if you want to see what we all personally think, because this is all going to be a mix of everything we think. So if you want to see what specific people liked in the year, those lists will be Either they'll be linked in the description, but I'm not sure all of them will be ready by the time this goes out. So just look out for VGU.TV. You will see all of those soon. Um, and yeah, this is probably going to be a really long episode. So buckle up. This is going to be a wild ride. Uh, depending on how long it is, I may or may not split it up into multiple episodes, or we might come back and record more later. Um, but I think we'll be able to get through a decent chunk of this stuff. So uh, They're, with they're that used to said, long episodes by now. <laughs> Especially with me being on it, they know what they're expecting. <laughs> I mean, true, true. But especially in this case, where we have so many natural cut stopping points to where we could split them up into multiple episodes. So we'll see true. what I do for this one. Uh, as far as now goes, I'm expect I'm hoping this will all go into one episode. But there is a limit on Anchor to how big an episode can be. So <laughs> we will see. Like I've had three and a half hour episodes that I had to be like, oh, wait, it's too big. I have to go and reduce the file size somehow. Um, so yeah, with all that being said, are y'all ready to crack into the first category? Let's do it. Oh, boy. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> now, 
Just a side note before we do any of this, have y'all seen the Spider-Man meme of uh, Bonesaw talking to Spider-Man and talking about <laughs> like the gay Bonesaw meme? Have y'all seen that one? Yeah. Oh, I love that meme. I, I think I talked about it on Twitter like two weeks ago, but God, top tier meme. It's basically where Spider-Man's just like, oh, your boyfriend gets you that outfit? <laughs> Randy Savage is like, actually, yeah, Spider-Man, he loves me very much. You're on the wrong side of history. <laughs> it's so good. Um, but speaking of old shit, the first category is directly about that type of stuff. The best game of yesteryear. These are all the best games that we played in 2020 that did not come out in 2020. And the list includes games like The Surge 2, What Remains of Edith Finch, Control, New Super Lucky's Tale, Star Wars The Old Republic, Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice, Call of Duty Black Ops 4, Moonlighter, Outer Wilds, and Fallout 4. Now, I have something I want to jump down the throat of immediately, but before I say any of that, does anybody have something they want to go take a shot at right now? I also mm-hmm. played, I don't remember, I don't think I added it on here, Hellblade Sen- Senua's Sacrifice. I did play that this year as well for the first time. I do not like it as much as other people seem to like that game. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. I, I think the overall plot is really cool. The game looks amazing but i think the actual like combat and everything is pretty bad (laughs) like i i think it's dull um a lot of the i guess getting around in that game is just kind of boring for the most part um yeah i just the story tried to pull me along but i hated playing it every second of that game wow okay so my microphone uh, broke in the middle of that and the whole time I'm like yelling no no no, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh man it's a rocking good start oh here we go <laughs> like you're now, wrong you're wrong <laughs> I'll, I'll kind of split the difference here and say that Hellblade is one I didn't play it this year I've tried to play it I think the year prior I have not been able to get into it and I think it's because of the reasons you're saying where I've complained a million times about God of War 2018, how not fun it is to just walk around in that game where it's super sluggish and super slow. Hellblade suffers from the same thing. And the story, I haven't seen enough of for it to really capture me. But for the for the combat, I'd say the combat isn't bad. It's just simplistic. Like it feels like it feels like combat that you could have put on like a touchscreen and it could have been swipe based and it would have been basically the same type of gameplay it it just feels like very simplistic in that way i don't think it's bad but this is definitely if we have to cut this down to three games i feel like hellblade is going to be one that we cut but i don't think it would be at the bottom of this list at all it's it's interesting because i played this i i think like when i was going back and looking for games that i played this year i either played this really early this year or really late last year so this is interesting that we all kind of played it around the same time. Um, as for the combat, the only time that I can really think that I was like, it can go fuck itself was there's one boss battle near the end that you're like supposed to lose. And, and I just held out for like a good 15 minutes until I was like, what the hell am I doing? <laughs> um, it's, it's a puzzle game at its core so there was a lot of times where like i found myself looking up walkthroughs because i'm a baby um (laughs) but but i stuck with it i guess i could say i stuck with it for the story 
um, which I think held well on its own. At at the end of the day, I look at that game like it was more of an experience than than like a game. It's it's just a couple hours. Um, it's it has one of the most unique mechanics I've ever seen in a game that like you'll see those warnings on games that are like this game will mess with your mind and they're obviously trying to scare you for something that's not that big a deal but hellblade it if you have any kind of like anxiety that game will fuck it'll, with you. it'll amplify mm-hmm. it and just just mess with your head yeah i yeah I, I replayed it as well this year and on pc specifically because i like my headphones are best on pc Oh, and no. yeah, yeah, I was, and it's like it's I'm like the target demo for it for uh, Hellblade, and yeah, that it definitely did the trick on you. Yeah, like <laughs> I mean, if we're talking about Hellblade, let me just put the question out there: Do we think this is top three? No. Yeah, yeah I don't it's, think it's so not. either. Okay, in mine, but I it might have just been because I didn't play many of the other ones. Oh, okay. Well, in that case, we're starting just... it from the list. Yeah, it was just impactful to me because of what it was, but I I don't know. I maybe it doesn't go down as one of the best games ever, but d- are we all kind of interested in the sequel at least? Oh yeah, definitely. Yes. Okay. And then like, that's good. I, I haven't played all of Hellblade like I said, but I definitely want to get back to it. I want to give it the chance of a full playthrough because I do love like uh what is it? What's their other game? The one that no one talks about. Uh Journey Odyssey to the West. I love that game. So oh, based off about of that, back, I win. Exactly. So based off of the back of that alone, I'm gonna give Hellblade a full playthrough. Um, but I just it just hasn't grabbed me enough to do that. But I think I'm gonna restart it on uh on Xbox since it's free there. So or it's on Game Pass there. So, but anyway, Hellblade, you're you don't have a chance here. So you've been struck from the list. <laughs> um, the one I want to jump down the throat of, and I think Graydon, you're probably the one who put it on here. Okay. Black Ops 4. <laughs> Why is Black Ops 4 on here? Jump down the throat as in to, uh, like, to you want it gone? Yeah, I want it gone. <laughs> okay. Um, so I will concede if I've uh, pictured this category incorrectly, but for what I thought, it was like something. What, what's the actual title of this? I accidentally just opened the wrong tab. Best oh. game of yesteryear. Yeah. So are we? Is is this like a game of the year of previous years, or is it just a game from past years that we enjoyed this year? Uh, it's definitely in the latter. So um, I, I think you might have been. I, I feel like the confusion point might be: Is this like best live service category? I will say it can be if you think it is legitimately better than other games on this list. Okay, I think I think I'll take what you just said and, and spin it a bit. It, this is kind of like how I asked Alan recently on one of our podcasts of like, do you go back and play different MLB the shows like previous years? And I think he said that he did. Isn't it like you said like eighteen or sixteen? You really like? Uh, um. 18 i have okay. a little fair with but i i also just dug out my ps3 because san diego studio still has not done released anything they said 2021 and it's officially 2021 <laughs> <laughs> we're waiting damn it <laughs> um 
so twenty two hours into it, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> so similar to that, um, Black Ops Four has just kept me completely entertained this year as the the Call of Duty I go back to. It's my time waster game. It's um, I'll I'll find myself having times where I just go and play rounds to blow off steam at the end of a day, like every night and for many nights in a row. Um, it's just like that, that feel good game for me that I go back to and I don't get crazy into it. I don't care for seasons and any of that stuff. Um, even, I don't know if that game actually did have seasons or battle passes or whatever, but like, I just did that whole thing. Okay. Um, but it's just, it's just there. Cause it was like an old game that I enjoy. Um, and even after playing, uh, the cold war, like I like the, the multiplayer of black ops four better. Yeah. Um, and so I, I think it's, it was a really, it has an arcadey feel to it. Um, it's the similar kind of fun that I get out of like a Titanfall to, type of multiplayer where it's just like i'm gonna go in here and have dumb fun like your body parts get blown off your you have ridiculous like the power superpowers oh, yeah, like it's just abilities, yeah yeah it's just like it's just fun and i really didn't have a problem with it having no single player um it was just a really good game and so I'm not going to like make this big thing for it. Like we don't, it does not have to end up in the top three. I'm fine with cutting it. Um, it was just, that might've been my only addition to this category. Now that I look of it, Sorry, there's another dirty. one that I'm really, <laughs> <laughs> there's another one I'm really going to fight for, but I think uh, I'm not the only one. So I will save my, uh, my fight for that. Okay. I respect that. Um, yeah, the only reason I wanted to jump down Call of Duty Black Ops 4's throat is because that is one of my least favorite Call of Duty games. Really? Um, yeah, I've realized over the years, I kind of, I lean away from the Treyarch games. Oh. Because, like, I, I've only realized that recently, where uh, Black Ops 3 was a total disappointment for me, where I played that multiplayer a lot. But I kind of played that more or less because it was there. <laughs> yeah, three and, story was awful. Yeah, the the story it was had broader. Well, okay, that's one character. <laughs> <laughs> and once once you see like his involvement in the story, it's like very meaningless. And that whole story's meaningless. I just God, I can go off on that. But anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, Black Ops Three is when I started to like reevaluate what I thought about the Treyarch games and. Typically, the Treyarch games, they when it comes to the multiplayer, since Black Ops 4 didn't have a campaign, when it comes to their multiplayers, they tend to say, all right, let's make sure we balance everything so that everything's on the same level. But then that also means that none of the weapons really feel all that unique or special to me. Um, yeah. And it, it kind of makes all the... It makes each gun lose its personality a little bit for the sake of, you know, player balance and weapon balance, which I understand. But that's just something for me in Black Ops 4. I definitely started to realize that. And I put it down way earlier than I put down uh, Modern Warfare. I played Modern Warfare pretty much throughout the whole year up until like October or so. Um, but I, I respect that you put it on here. And I respect that it does give you that dopamine rush that Call of Duty does. But yeah, it, unless either of you other two want to defend this, I'm deleting it. <laughs> 
No, go for I, it. I haven't played it, so I can't give any input there. <laughs> yeah, I already did. Goodbye, Black Ops Four. Um, so, all right, I'm I'm gonna. Mm, you know what? I'm gonna go ahead and say this one real quick because I'll I'll throw myself on this grenade. I I'm pretty sure I'm the one who put New Super Lucky's Tale on here, unless somebody else did. Yeah, it was just me. Okay. <laughs> just making sure no one else did that. Um, yeah, New Super Lucky's Tale, that's the one that I put on here. I thought it was a fun game. It was a uh, updated version of, uh, what is it? Just regular Super, Luck- Super Lucky's Tale, which was, I think, originally an Oculus VR title. And then it came to Xbox, and it had a couple issues that people didn't like. It had a fixed camera. It's a 3D platformer, by the way. Um, but it had like a fixed camera that was kind of frustrating to platform with. And, you know, it's kind of star for content, but they remade it and they put it out on Switch last year. This year is finally coming to like Xbox, PC, PlayStation. I played a good bit of this earlier in the year and I had a lot of fun with it. It's one of my favorite platformers of the year. Um, and I think it's just great, really charming, really easy to consume. It feels like it's easy to the point where I'm like, damn, is this game made for like actual children? <laughs> but <laughs> But like I'm I'm hitting the dopamine rush still, so I'm enjoying it. Um I enjoy New Super Lucky's Tale, but I'm looking at like I'm looking at the rest of this list and I don't think it's gonna make it into the top three. So I'm just gonna go ahead and land on that grenade. Um does anybody else wanna take a piece of threat over it with me as this thing explodes, or are we just good with deleting it? I just wanna ask, would you call it the modern day epic Mickey? <sighs> God. I I don't think I would say that. <laughs> okay, if you likened it to that, I would play it. <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, what, okay, tell me about this. What is special about Epic Mickey? Uh, the paintbrush, like just the way that you could like dissolve things and build things with the paintbrush. Um. Yeah, I mean, it was colorful too. I don't know why I always put Epic Mickey and uh, the Simpsons game in the same breath i think it's because i went through this like uh platformer a wee platformer era oh my god and it was kind of when i felt like i was growing as a gamer out of like this was my first console i i will play happy feet and just dance on it and instead, <laughs> even though mind you i was playing like spyro earlier but <laughs> Like I was like, this is mine, and I will play Wii Sports Resort. And then I was like, wait, I'm an adult now. <laughs> I can play right. games like Epic Mickey and The Simpsons game. Grin, have Have you by any chance played a game, little game called Okami? I okay. I have never touched oh. Okami except maybe in like like a Target, like at a display. Um, I feel like I've 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 felt that game. Um, I, I've tasted it, if you will, <laughs> but I frequently, I know they made the HD like remake and I want to buy that. It's on like all my wish lists, but every time it's really cheap, I'm like, no, I have to play this on Wii because it has a paintbrush aspect. Bro, give, give that up. Give it up. That really? Is not, that is, it's not <laughs> worth playing on Wii because it looks for as beautiful as that game looks with its painterly art style and everything. It's a travesty to play that thing at 480p. Oh, I can't bring myself to buy it new because I want. It's the same thing with Gravity Rush. I will not bring myself to buy the remaster because I want to play the Vita. I actually own it on Vita, and I've just never played it. 
<laughs> well, I'll, for like, Vita, I'll have to play also that. not worth. It's not worth going through because it's fun on Vita. It's totally good game, but it's also like oh, motion controls. How about you just completely take those out and have a smoother experience? But see, I never I, had that issue. Like, I, I it's it sounds so dumb, but like I grew up with a Wii. That was my thing, and I I'm man. such a motion control shill because Just Dance made me who I am. <laughs> that. I I'm I'm still bitter. I don't have a Connect 2.0. Like, I like the idea that you're forged in the fires of motion control. <laughs> like bring, bring them back. But like I yeah I don't know. I've never had the problem. Like I've always had an issue with people being like, oh, that's such a gimmick. It's so dumb. Get it out of here. And like they used to have. Remember we reviews. People would give them bad reviews because they had motion controls. It's like it's a goddamn motion control system. Like it's gonna have gimmicks. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, speaking of motion, I'm gonna put us back on track and make a motion <laughs> to delete Super Lucky <laughs> Steel permanently from this list. <laughs> well, yeah, Epic Mickey's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, Epic Mickey is like. <laughs> Fine. The sequel I have free on on Games for Gold, so maybe one day I'll dip my toe into that franchise. But anyway, <laughs> um, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna go ahead and do it like this. I'm thinking the top three for me on this list. Just seeing what we have here. Now I know we got some personal picks here, but I'm thinking what remains of Edith Finch is in that top three. I'm thinking Control is in that top three. And I know this is going to be some personal selfishness here, but oh, I'm man. thinking the surge is on the top three. Oh even if, man! Even if it's number three, half now, of our staff that's not here is so mad at you right now. Yeah, <laughs> I can imagine. Now, okay, do you what? Do y'all agree with me on any of those? Probably not the surge, but what about the rest of them? Absolutely, Edith Finch. That was the one I was going to fight for, and I think Alan will too. Okay. I could say it on their tail. Oh, I didn't know you played it. I played it when it first came out. I love that game. Oh, wow. Hell yeah. All right, then. So I'm going to go ahead and boldy this Finch because that's definitely going to be on there. That's um, how do we feel about Control? I put that game on there. I loved it when I played it, but I know that game's kind of... Uh, some people love it, some people hate it. So if everyone else is okay with putting you know it aside and getting rid of it, I will swallow my pride and let it go. See, I would fight for Control. I... I control was my game of the year last year, or I guess 2019. That's two years ago now. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, control is one of my favorite games, so I would fight for that one. Uh, does anyone have beef against control? I have yet to really play it. The most I ever played of it was at PAX, and I got stuck, and then the guy at the booth told me I had to leave. Um, I I have it, but I I don't know. I, I have yet, I'll get to it someday. All I know about it really is that, sorry if I just hit the mic. Um, all I really know is that people really enjoy it. Um, one of my Facebook friends the other day was like, control may be my, I think he might've said it was his game of the year. And he was like, this is the best game I've ever played. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, okay. Don't so know that, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> I could I could pull up the exact quote, but it was something along those lines. And I think that it's uh it's a good shot for like I, I wouldn't mind if it made it in the top three. In that case, we won't bold it, but we'll keep it there. So here's how I want to phrase this next phase. 
what is the number one game that you want to fight hardest for that isn't bolded? Which is Outer Wilds. Okay, so you're Outer Wilds. Alan? Uh, Edith, Edith Finch. Okay. Well, besides Edith Finch, I figured you might want to go for Old Republic, but is that the one you'd want to fight for? I mean, I'm, prim- I'm the only one here who actively plays it. It's still a great game. I mean, if you think it contests with these other games. I mean, yeah, if, if I had known that, like, if, if, like, the specifications were games that had new, co- that had content added this year. Oh, I should, no. I, for, for this one, that, that's not the case. Like, this one is just old game. Doesn't oh, no. I mean, Old Republic got content this year, like, got new content this year. So I could have, I, I could have put that as for another category. Oh. Move you, to another category. Just, I can totally. It's not just, too late. I, I can just cut it and paste <laughs> it over there if you want. Uh, sure. I will do that right now. Then. <laughs> so yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and put that in the next category where that will be more appropriate. So now we are left here in the yesteryear with uh, what we have left is Surge Two, What Remains of Edith Finch in bold, Control, Moonlighter, Outer Wilds, and Fallout Four. Um, well, who put Moonlighter on here? I was just going to ask that. I'll put that on there. Have any okay. of you played it? I haven't, I but I'm interested it. in it. Yeah, I've heard of it too, yeah. So, I'm okay with getting rid of it, because I don't think I'll be able to fight for it in a way to convince people who haven't played it to put, <laughs> put it on there. Um, <laughs> it's an amazing um, like action RPG and roguelite game. I'm not typically one for those type of games. I am not very good at them. But Moonlighter is done in such an amazing way that it hooked me for i think probably 10 15 hours um there is a cool like store management system where once you go into the dungeons you can get different items that drop um take it back to your store um people will come in you can sell it to them and then you can use that to improve your gear or buy different upgrades for your store all that kind of stuff so it's this really cool way of incorporating the dungeon um roguelite elements with the store management system that they have. And I knew I was going to love the store management system, but even the action RPG and um, roguelite elements are so well done and solid. And it's just an amazing game that I was not expecting to fall in love with as much as I did. Mm. Wow. Okay. I think that's, that's a very good fight, but I think there's more fight left than some of these other ones. Well, actually, before I delete this one, I put Fallout 4 on here. How do we feel about Fallout 4? It's the one game, it's the Fallout game I can never finish. Ooh, why? Because it makes you choose a faction at the end, or just not fun? No, just, I, I, I have fun. I, I always start over, because I, I think I'm going to beat it this time. And then I just lose interest. Uh, it's his white whale. <laughs> <laughs> well, I ain't Ishmael, but I've kind of been in the same thing with Fallout 4. I won't say that I constantly restarted, but on PS4, I did play for a very long time and then just trail off from the main storyline. So I've been replaying it on PC for the first, this is my first replay ever. And I've been really enjoying it on PC, you know, being able to mod out some of the parts that I found annoying or just a little bit of a nuisance uh, has made the game a lot better for me. Um, but I I can concede that because th- I know Fallout 4 and Outer Wilds are very similar. And, and so I they are like they I- are very different games. 
well, <laughs> I know they're very different, especially in like structure where Fallout 4 is open world and Outer Wilds a little bit more constrained, I guess, and you know, narratively and all this stuff. But just like first person shooter RPGs they both fall into, where if I was gonna go for one, I think I would drop Fallout 4 so I can hold tighter to Surge 2. <laughs> I, I think you're mistaking what Outer Wilds is. I think you're thinking of the Outer Worlds oh. game. You're right. Oh. I'm totally screwing that up. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, God. We're really screwed now. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and delete Moonlighter since you've already come to terms with that. I have a crazy question. Go ahead. I feel like, not to mutiny here, but I feel like Emmett's the only one who's going to fight for Surge 2. Mm. <laughs> and I want to yeah. hear your fight. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> is that the case? Al, you want to agree with them? I don't think I, I did. Play, I did. I did play Surge. Oh, oh, you played it as well for about not not that long because <laughs> <laughs> it's very hard. Yeah, very hard. It's like mm. Dark Souls, right? It it's uh, the developers made prior to Surge One and Two made uh, Lords of the Fallen, which was seen as a some called it a Dark Souls ripoff. Oh, yeah. very they directly did. a Dark Souls ripoff. They then made the surge and surge too. Uh, yeah, I haven't. I I didn't even make it out of the tutorial for surge two. Oh wow! Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> See, okay. So you know what? I'll take this time. I'm gonna go ahead and concede that the surge two isn't gonna make it because people are coming from a throat. But I will take this time to just say that the surge two is one of my favorite games of 2020 that I played at least because. I don't play Souls-like games. I tried to get into Bloodborne, fell off of it, didn't even touch Dark Souls or anything. Tried to even play the original Surge back in the day, and I actually dug the original Surge for like the first level, and then the second level's difficulty just shot so far up that I didn't feel like grinding again to just get back onto its level. The Surge 2 is the first one of these games what felt like the challenge was escalating alongside me at a at a not reasonable pace, at a fair pace, where it, it always felt like I was always, want, when you first start the game, you're literally two hits away from death at any given moment. But then as I kept increasing in power, it I didn't feel like, like at the end of the game, I didn't feel like, oh man, two hits could kill me. But it did feel like maybe five hits could kill me. So it felt like I was still getting powerful, but everything still felt deadly to where I had to be paying attention. And also, the big thing that I like about the Surge 2 is the fact that you can cut off limbs in the middle of combat. So if you build up your meter, you can just end a, you can end a battle quick, and instead of having to chop down all their health, you can chop down about half their health and then just chop off their leg and finish the fight. And then take the armor from their leg to upgrade your armor and then put on that piece of armor, and then there's like 10 different tiers of upgrades. And it's just, it's just a really deep game, but it's also simple in a way where I could get my head around it. And I did not care about the story at all. I couldn't tell you a single goddamn thing that happened in that game, but God, it was fun to play through. And yeah, that's that's all I want to say. If you like Souls games, or even if you don't like Souls games and you're looking for one that you might dig, Surge 2 is going to be pretty hard at the beginning. But if you take your time, be patient with it, I think it will reward you with a really fun experience. Because at the end of that game, I felt like a god among men. Because all these challenges that I thought were impossible, I was just doing like cakewalk. And that's why people like those games, and I finally get it. But I'm going to delete Surge 2, because I'm probably the only one who would fight for it that hard. So Because I called you a 
on your yeah. bullshit. <laughs> I didn't hey. need to do that. <laughs> hey, I, that's what this is for. We got to have the hard truths. Um, you went after so here Black we are. Ops, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I respect that. I'll give you that one. Um, so what we have left here is what remains of Edith Finch, Control, Outer Wilds, and Fallout 4. Uh, it seems like, okay, so I know Outer Wilds, that's the one that's in space with the time manipulation and stuff, right? Yeah, that is the one that uh, Raul and Connor both, I think, put as one of their top games of all time. And I can absolutely see why, because that game is fantastic. Okay. So that's very glowing, glowing words about that one. And I've heard a million people talk about how great Outer Wilds is. So I don't really have much against it. Um, I mean, since I lost the Surge, I'm kind of cool with deleting Fallout 4 in favor of Control, because I think Control is a better game. Um, How do y'all feel? I finished uh, Fallout 4, and I really liked that game, but... I think it's the weakest out of these four. There we go. I'm feeling that too. Graydon, Al, how'd y'all feel? Y'all thinking Control over Fallout 4 as well? I mean, that's... I know it's a tight game and I've seen one and no, no, and there's no game that's... Ain't no game tighter than Control. <laughs> I mean, that's true. That's a good way to say it. Um, are you about to say the same thing, Graydon? Um, considering I found... <clears throat> I found the quote. <clears throat> no joke, Control is one of the best games I've ever touched. That was that was friend of the show Connor McGraw said that, and uh, yeah, I am gonna go with control. Okay, deleting Fallout Four. Uh, there we are. So we have our three. Now the only thing is, this is probably gonna be a quick conversation. What remains of Edith Finn seems like it's our number one for this one, right? Yeah, it's mine. Yeah, that's gonna be it. So we'll we'll let that be the winner. Uh, control in Outer Wilds. Uh, do we feel like controls the three or do we feel like Outer Wilds is the three? Like what's at the bottom of this? I feel like control might be just from the glowing, the glowing reviews I've heard for Outer Wilds. But how do y'all feel? I think as a whole, I preferred control more, but I think Outer Wilds was far more ambitious than what it was trying to do. And so I think it left a larger impact on people who played it. And so I think it would probably be a better number two than control would. Hmm. Okay. Y'all feeling that too? Because I, I feel that argument. Yeah, like the way War Remains of Ada Finch, the way that game made me feel, is what it seems Outer Wilds made people feel. Mm. So, okay. Since they're so interchangeable, I think they do belong on top of each other. So we'll go ahead and do that one. So we're going to go ahead and put Control, cut you out, do that. Booda, booda, boom. And then we have our final list here. Best game of yesteryear. VGU's official best game of yesteryear is What Remains of Edith Finch, with the runners-up being The Outer Wilds and Control. So there we go. One category in the books. Only 14 and, more to go. <laughs> and guys, I think I think it needs to be said, the real winner here is Annapurna Interactive for yeah. <laughs> delivering <laughs> some of the greatest indie games that we have all ever played. Hell fucking yeah, man. Shout out to them. Can't wait for 12 minutes, too. Oh, go. God. Put that game in my veins. Yeah, man. Shoot Isn't me up crazy? with 12 minutes. <laughs> Shoot me up with 12 minutes. God, that's a hell of a quote. Um, well, I don't know. I'm not even going to comment on that. Next con- The next category. Uh, best new content to a previous release. So this is a game that came out later but got new content this year. 
And the nominees are Gears 5 for the Hive Buster DLC, Apex Legends for Season 7 or Season 4 through 7 content throughout the year, Risk of Rain 2 for the 1.0 release, Deep Rock Galactic for its 1.0 release, Call of Duty Modern Warfare for its Season 1 through 6 content, No Man's Sky Origins update, and Star Wars The Old Republic um, with all of its new content that it added this year. I am not exactly sure what that content is, but I'm sure Al will let us know. Um, yeah, it turns out I'm wrong. Oh, it didn't have any... <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> I, was, I, I, thought, I thought Onslaught released this year. It turns out it released at the end of 2019. Oh, man. Mm. <laughs> we, well, we just, just like that, we invalidated this entire list. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'll, I'll let you have the floor because I, I I wanted you to at least have a chance to talk about the Old Republic since I know you played it a lot this year. So I mean, well, before I even do that, we we you can come to terms with the fact that it wasn't gonna win in the last category, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. So I'm gonna go ahead and delete it here since it's disqualified, but I'm gonna let you have the floor to talk about it for a minute. Okay. So as you guys know, I I'm a pretty big fan of Star. Wars. I love Star Wars Something Fierce. Yes, indeed. Yeah. And I one like the game that got me in, into like our like the original trilogy movies got me into got me into Star Wars, but the game that got me into Star Wars like games was Kotor mm-hmm. and or Kotor two specifically because I did a roundabout way of visiting those games and I first start I first played Kotor two fifteen years ago Jeez, and okay. I. I spent many days during the summer, during the summer years of 2006 to 2009, or no, 2006 to 2007, just checking, browsing the web, looking for KOTOR 3, and got got scammed into looking at a quote, quote unquote, trailer for KOTOR 3. That was nothing more than a just a, a 10 second cutscene. Oh, God. That wasn't or a ten second trailer. That wasn't even a trailer. It was just some remodified stuff. That's heartbreaking. And two thousand eight, uh, uh, Old Republic gets it gets it revealed by Bioware. And from two thousand nine, two thousand ten, in that time period, I was constantly checking. All right, every time they would have a beta, I would submit and just pray to, that I get in. Never did. <laughs> And pay. yeah, and it got to got to a point where I was negging the game. Like, mm-hmm. if Javon was here, he'd he he'd understand. What, he'd 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 know. Uh, back on the very first podcast I did, uh, the gamer gamer zitch zitchcast, we we would just talk, tr- we would just trash or public. Like but that, then huh? it, it was like that. But after. Hurricane Sandy. I needed a game to pour myself, pour just to get lost in, and I got lost in Old Republic. Yeah, like, perfect game at the perfect time, huh? Yeah. Uh, when they say, or when they 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 being Bioware uh, Austin, when they mentioned, or when they said that Kotor three four three three, three four five six so on would be was. That was all in Old Republic, and that each character class you play would would feel like a like an individual Kotor game. Mm-hmm. It has the weight of 
the KOTOR games. And it, it feels like a puzzle, or each each class feels like a puzzle, or a puzzle piece hmm. that interacts with the overarching game world. I like that. I can see the appeal. And just, oh, go ahead. Certain certain things from like from from the game, which is now Legends, made it into the current canon, like Zerka, which was a which was the shady evil corporation made it onto, I think, Mandalorian or one of the animated shows. Bioware made content good enough for Disney to take into it. Or I think it was people love the KOTOR games and, like, um, our people love the KOTOR games and want to make some of that stuff canon, like uh, KOTOR has a crate dragon in it. And when you you kill the crate dragon, you get a you find the crate the crate dragon pearl, which is straight up the exact thing from that episode of the Mandalorian. That oh, people shit. that people lost it over. Like I yeah. About it. Like you give it to the sand people and or the Tuscan Raiders or whatever. And they like look they they tell you a whole bunch of exposition about the history of Tatooine. I'll be damned. So would you, are we allowed to say so sand people? <laughs> as, long as, as long as people is the only thing that follows sand <laughs> that's the only case in which you can say it um but yeah it, it sounds like uh it sounds like the old republic is good because it it not only kept you company in this hell year but also it just it was fun to come back to with all the star wars lore that recent to other types of content from star wars this year would that be fun would that be fair to say yeah, the way I describe it this year was, or is, the feeling of revisiting an old friend who you lost touch with, and just things falling right back into place how they how things how they would be. So, hmm. okay, fair enough. Well, yeah, like like we said earlier, great game, sure it's excellent. You've played a shit ton of it, so I know it to be the case. But it ain't nothing to the rest of these games. No, I'm kidding. Uh- <laughs> But yeah, I, I wanted you to have the floor so you could talk a little bit about it because I know how that is where it's like, oh, my game got disqualified. Guess I'm not talking about it. Um, but yeah, for for this for this category, for the games that we have here, uh, I I know I put a lot of these on here. The only one that I don't think I had a hand in is No Man's Sky. Uh, who put in No Man's Sky? That'd be me. Okay. Do you want to say your piece on it? No Man's Sky is one of those games that seem to release a huge update every single year since it came out in 2016, I think it was. Um, So this year, they did something very similar. Um, They released their Origins update, which I have not played, but I do want to get into it and test it out since I seem to do that once a year. this update has added more planets, which include new fauna. They've changed their color palettes to include more varieties. They've added new creatures. They've um, changed like weather systems. So like there are tornadoes now. Um, volcanoes, they've made it to where um, there's overcast skies and stuff now that are far more... Um, noticeable than they have in past years um they have just 
changed so much about what No Man's Sky is um, with each and every update. And this one did the exact same thing and adding just so much. Um, I could send you guys the link that details everything that <laughs> was included in this update. Um, it is, it's one of those things where when the game came out, they were trying to sell a bill of goods that they did not quite cash out in a way they probably should have. Um, dropping the link for you guys here just so you can quickly scroll through it. Thank you. But like with each update, it's bringing that vision closer to what everyone was expecting it to be. And I think they've continued to improve it to even go past what they were originally selling the game as. Um, so yeah, No Man's Sky Origins, I think, is just another one of those fantastic updates from a game that I think many people were considering to disappear after that first year, especially after the rocky launch ahead. And yeah, it's a huge update that does so much from changing the world, um, changing UI, um, just huh. <laughs> so much. Like, I can't even... Begin. Yeah, uh, this, this list is way longer than I would have thought. Um, <laughs> geez, you know what? This is actually a good argument because how I, how I was thinking of this category is both what is the best content that come out this year and also what is the most substantial. Because for me, I'll go ahead and take a bullet real quick. I put Risk of Ring Two on here for the 1.0 release. I think the game is a lot better now that there is actually a final boss and it makes runs more satisfying because before they added the final boss in a 1.0 release, every run in Risk of Rain 2, you ended by either going to a monolith and hitting a button and killing yourself or just being overwhelmed by enemies and just dying. So it, the ending never felt satisfying where now that there's a final boss, once you get to that boss and defeat it, that feels satisfying. But I don't feel like that is a... Oh, shoot, wait. They also added the Scrapper, which is kind of important. Uh, basically, my, my argument for Risk of Rain 2 is that the new content in there isn't like a game changer and it isn't substantial. Now, I will say the Scrapper is kind of important in that th the whole point of Risk of Rain 2 is that you're gathering new items and you're trying to make the most powerful build that you can and you just got all these different abilities. But sometimes an ability is not to your liking. Like if you're if you're a sniper rifle character and you get an ability that boosts your damage up close, that's really not going to do anything for you. Now you have the scrapper to where you can go to the scrapper, select that ability that doesn't apply to you, turn it into scrap, and then use it at use it at a 3D printer for a completely different ability. Um, I think that that kind of perfects the game <laughs> to me, where that was the one flaw in its system. That and the fact that you know its runs would end with a whimper. I thought those were the two flaws in the system that kind of perfected it. You know what? Cancel Risk of Rain 2. I'm going to say Deep Rock Galactic is the one I'm willing to take a bullet for, because I put that one on here too. And I think it's still the... Because I played maybe another two hours after the 1.0 release. I don't see much of how it has changed since. That game was great when I played it back last year, and it was still great when I played it at 1.0. I don't think it changed too much between now and then. Does anybody want to stop me before I delete Deep Rock Galactic? Wait, you're haven't you're, played it enough to say. <laughs> you're yeah. getting rid of Deep Rock Galactic to die on the hill of Brisk of Rain. Well, there's like three here that I would. I, I don't think Risk of Rain Two is the one I want to die on the hill for, 
But I just realized while I was describing it that I wouldn't want to delete it first. <laughs> but Deep Rock, I'll delete first. Deep Rock so. is the only game on here. Well, I guess not only, but the latest game that I played. And really? I had a really good time with it. Um, oh, wow. the, the weird thing, though, is the 1.0 release. Like, I thought it was just the release. Like, wasn't it in early access and then it just was released? Yeah, that this is the full release, basically. Okay. I Okay. I didn't think yeah, it, of that as being, like, new of, content. <laughs> I, mm, I mean, I get that point because it isn't, like, a new DLC or anything, but... I'm thinking of it more as a game that we played in previous years, but there's a new reason to come back to it. And with the 1.0 launch, they, of course, add a bunch of stuff to it to justify the 1.0 finally. Because I feel like if you look at early access, like, wasn't Hades in early access for a long time and then it got a full release? That is true. And that is definitely up for, like, that could have been on this category, but did anyone put it on there? Anybody want to? No, I, I didn't even play it. I just know that people liked it, and I didn't know if that was, like, what the category was stating. Yeah, because, like, technically, it doesn't have to be just DLC or just, like, new guns or something. It can always just be, oh, it's a new... They add new features and things to boost it up to the 1.0 thing, so I feel like it applies to this. Um, in the case of Risk of Rain 2, I, like I just described, I think it's really vital for that. Um, but... I, I was going to delete Deep Rock because I thought I was the only one who was going to want to fight for it. But it seems like you have at least a horse in the race, maybe? I think if I'm kind of like, if you were going to concede on it and no one else really wants to step up, I too will concede on it. Um, I It's not that it's not like my cup of tea because I really did like it when I had someone to play with. Um, and I would probably go back to it too. Like if it had new stuff, I don't, I, I would I would go back to it, um, but it's not like like spoilers. I'm probably gonna go with No Man's Sky as like my uh, number one okay. just because I'm yeah. I'm so, I'm so freaking proud of this team and what they've accomplished that I like. We talked about this in the <clears throat> Game Awards episode of like I'm just I think Hello Games is fantastic and how far they've come. And even looking at this list, like this whole time you've been talking, I'm just reading this list of updates and I'm, I'm beside myself. So <laughs> that's probably where I'm going to throw all my, my energy into. So go, go ahead and get rid of deep rock. All right. We'll, we'll get rid of deep rock galactic. I'll, I'll get rid of that one. And to go ahead and do some more culling from this list, I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and get rid of modern warfare. Um, Call of duty, modern warfare, the reboot. I'm just going to say I put it on here because this is the longest I've ever played a Call of Duty game. Usually yeah, you're going ham on that, right? Yeah, man. I played oh. it. I legit played it regularly every single week for all the way up until uh, October. Yeah, October is when the Black Ops Cold War beta came out, and then I hopped on that. Um, but yeah, I played it so much, and the only reason I played it that long is because in all these other years... They would say, oh, we have these DLC guns, but don't worry, you can get, get a challenge and earn the gun for free. So I never felt like I needed to pay for anything. They'd have all these season passes with new maps, and I'm like, I don't care about maps, but guns is what I care about. That they put guns into the battle pass for free. So I, I was playing it already. I was playing it up until like June, or, or not June, uh, up until like January, 
then January, they started to put the battle pass in there and I was already earning the free gun. So I said, you know what? I'll just pay for the battle pass and get all the other little rewards in between the, those tiers. And that formula kept me going back for how many seasons did it have? I did that for all six seasons or actually except for the first one. Uh, I got the guns for free in the first season. Then season two, I got the guns for free and was like, actually, I'm just about a battle pass and then just got all that and then just kept going through it. And so them putting the guns in the battle pass for free is what made me play that game. The game itself is fun and I like it, but I don't think it holds a candle to the content of, like you said, No Man's Sky, I think it's going to be, it's in the top three, definitely, maybe number one. And also I'm not going to fight for Call of Duty as much as I'd fight for some of these other ones. So I'm going to delete Call of Duty. Um, anybody want to stop me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we're good on that. Uh, now, the other the other two that I put on here besides Gears of Rain 2, Gears 5 Hive Busters and Apex Legends Season 4 through 7. Uh, did anybody try out the Gears 5 DLC? I have not. Is that the one with uh, the New Day in it? Um, actually, no. The New Day is uh, the New Day just came out as its own standalone like cosmetic pack. Ah, uh, gotcha. Uh, yeah, and that stuff is really cool, but I wouldn't count it as like substantial enough to be here. Hive Buster is a single player campaign DLC. Um, it's a new chapter. Basically, there's a mode in Gears Five called Escape where you get swallowed by one of these snatchers. You wake up in there in the heart of their hive. You drop like a little poisonous bomb, and then you're supposed to run out of the hive and get picked up by a plane. And that's the whole idea of the mode. It's just trying to get out as fast as you can while staying alive. Um, this is kind of the origin story of those of the characters in that mode. The default characters are like three new characters that have never been in the Gears franchise before. This is their story. Uh, I played through it. A couple days ago, it was like three hours long. It was very short, but I had a lot of fun with it. It was uh, it was basically what Gears of War Five is so good at: great set pieces, great characters, just condensed from a twenty-hour experience into like a four-hour experience, three or four hours. Uh, I think it's really good because I feel like No Man's Sky is definitely in the three. I am what I'm what I'm torn on is Apex Legends and Risk of Rain 2, because I think Gears 5 needs to be there. I think No Man's Sky needs to be there. Risk of Rain 2, I've already explained how I think that the 1.0 release just filled all of the gaps that were in an already great game. Apex Legends, I just straight up didn't care about at all until Season 7. And all that map that they had with Season 7, where it's like all city stuff, and it's like this futuristic metropolis type stuff, and the new character of Horizon, where she's all about verticality, it really got me looking at the game again to where the reason I stopped playing Call of Duty in October is because they released a trailer for the new season of Apex Legends. I was like, that looks cool. I'm going <laughs> to play some Apex. And once I got back into it, I realized, oh, man, they've been changing a lot of stuff over the year. And this game is actually really fucking cool. And now I'm really into Apex to the point where they had a lore trailer come out a week ago, and I was excited about it sat there and watch a 10-minute short about Apex Legends lore. And I wouldn't have given a shit about that six months ago. So I don't know what I should give more credit to, because Apex Legends is great. I think that content is great, but Risk of Ring 2, it went from excellent to perfect, where Apex Legends went from I don't care to I care a lot. I don't know how... How, how hmm. should I pull this? Because did anyone else play Apex at all, or even Risk of Ring 2 at all? I only um, played No Man's Sky. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. 
as I mentioned before, I mentioned this before recording, but I'm waiting on my copy of Risk of Rain 2. And as for Apex, I was hoping to do a, a video mm. on that. I mentioned in the chat about doing a stream about of that on PS5. We should do that. I will definitely link up with you, show you the ropes. I'll play in Apex? Yeah. Yeah, I'm down to do that. Yes, indeed. Yeah, I, I think that one's really solid. Hey, I, I'm going to write about this in my Game of the Year list, because this is going to be one of my favorite old games. But Apex kind of splits the difference between the technical groundedness of Call of Duty's combat with the bright, colorful characters and world of Overwatch. Um, I just really like that combo, and Apex Legends is just hitting that really effectively for me. I, I'm just having trouble with voting between Risk of Rain 2. So, uh-huh. let me ask you. You're you're trying to break a tie on your on the third choice, right? Exactly. What if I told you there was a game that had not only the Mandalorian, oh God. but Mr. Chief? God damn it. And Ninja. <laughs> what? If, also, and, and the characters are red versus blue. <laughs> yeah, it's got Jeff Ramsey in it. <laughs> what if I? Jesus Christ! And All right, Thanos. So you're so you're you're trying to do a dark horse Fortnite drop here. Huh? <laughs> Just. I, I think Alan's the only one out of us who played Fortnite this year, and he played maybe ten minutes. <laughs> I'll, I'll say I hit people with a hammer, and I I had fun. I, I was at, uh, I to fight for this. <laughs> I'll say this because I'm not about to add it to the list because I'm about to strike it away right now. I played a decent bit of Fortnite before I got into Apex. I played Fortnite for maybe like two or three weeks straight. Um, oh wow! I, yeah, I was enjoying Fortnite. The thing about it is, like, Fortnite doesn't feel... Fortnite feels like a party. Like, none of it... Like, you can win a Battle Royale and everything, but if when I win an Apex, I feel like I pulled off a legit MLG esports move every time I win an Apex, where <laughs> if I win in Fortnite, it feels like I got lucky. You know what I mean? Oh, wait, so which one feels like a party every day? Like, Fortnite? Fortnite feels like a party. Like, it doesn't feel like it's... Serious. Like if I win in Fortnite, it's like, yeah, you won in Fortnite. Spit you back out, do it again. Or hey, you didn't win in Fortnite. Doesn't matter. Just go back into the next match. Where? <laughs> I Wait. Know. So, so that's why they play it. All, that's not, that's why they play it all the time on Ven. <laughs> Actually, probably because <laughs> nothing matters. <laughs> yeah, it just Fortnite feels very disposable in a way where Apex Legends. Every match of that feels like like white knuckle on the seat of my pants, like. I'm really into it. Or Fortnite, it's like, I, I never really feel like I'm like, it doesn't feel intense when I'm playing Fortnite, which is probably by design. But I don't know. Fortnite is fine. I, I will say I did spend $20 on a Kratos skin. So, you know. Oh, no. That's something. I just wanted to make sure I got the skin before it was gone. Um, I probably didn't <laughs> need to spend $20, but it, it is what it is. I, wasn't I, it, uh, Alan, wasn't it Raul that was saying that he, he spent yeah. like, he was gonna spend twenty dollars on Master Chief and couldn't bring himself to do it. <laughs> yeah, cause, like the way the V Bucks are. Yeah. Well, he could he could totally spend like eight dollars and get uh, just the skin, but for Kratos, in the case of Kratos, he had like the axe with him, and then his parachute turned into a shield, 
and then his backpack was Mimir. I was like, you think I'm going to skip out on all this and just get the skin? I'm getting oh, all wow. of this, and that was $20. So, like, yeah, I I feel a little bit shameful about that purchase, but I'm not about to drop it in this list, because I don't think any of us are fighting for that hard. Wait, um, does Master Chief's parachute, like, is it Cortana? Like, a lobster <laughs> girl, she just... <laughs> <laughs> Good God. I don't Spreads. know. That would be... That's worth checking out. I'll turn <laughs> out my Switch that's right in front of me while we think about this. Um, you know what? Because Risk of Rain 2, I already love Risk of Rain 2. I think it was, I think the gap in between quality and Risk of Rain 2 before 1.0 and after 1.0 is smaller than the gap from Apex when I didn't care and Apex when I did care. So I'm going to delete Risk of Rain 2, which hurts a whole lot because that's, Risk of Rain 2 is in my top 10 games of all time, but Apex just started from the bottom and now it's here. So I have to give it to that one. So we're deleting it. And um, now that I've deleted Risk of Rain 2, I think how this is going to go, I feel like No Man's Sky is going to win. Is that fair to everybody? I am fine with that. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Yeah. I just got the feeling that, you know, that's where the hearts were lying here. Um. So yeah, we're gonna go ahead and bold No Man's Sky, and can I drip drop Gears Five as number two at Hive Buster campaign? Anybody want to object sure. to it? Basically, <laughs> I think no, this I mean... this category is like mainly me, except for No Man's Sky. <laughs> I'm surprised that No Man's Sky is like is like winning this because I I think I thought I put that there in like a fever dream, just kind of like I was proud of it. But I'm glad that it got more votes. I don't know anything about Hive Busters. I googled it, and weirdly, uh, crap. Where did my where did my tab just go? It said that people look. People also search for Quiplash, the Jackbox game, oh, and I I don't know why, because <laughs> um, I don't think they're similar at all. But <laughs> I I don't know. I've been off of the gears train for quite a few years now. But if you, if as you say it does, it makes it like it's worth the wait or whatever, go for it. I'll say it like this. I've said this a couple times on other podcasts and stuff, but in the keeping it 100 ranking that I still have yet to finish, I apologize, but it'll be done when it's done. Um, in that ranking, I put Gears of War 5 over all the Uncharted games. What? Yes. Huh? <laughs> That's so that's already crazy. Um, and so I put Gears of War 5 over all the Uncharted games, number one. Number two, of the Uncharted games, I put Lost Legacy above all of them. Okay, I'll give you that. And then so I I say both of those things to say that when it comes to Gears 5, Hive Busters is what Lost Legacy would have been if it came out as just a DLC and not a standalone game. So, so wait, Hive mm-hmm. Busters is the best Gears thing to date. I wouldn't say it's the best Gears thing to date because Lost Legacy came out as a standalone thing, and because of that, they had to add to it a lot more to make it worth that standalone price. Where Hive Busters is a lot smaller, but is still swinging just as hard. Where I don't think it's better than Gears 5 because Gears 5 is good because it has that range where it has the slow paced stuff and the fast paced stuff and the set pieces and the quiet moments. Hive Busters is cool because it has those set pieces, it has those quiet moments. But it doesn't have that range. It just does each of those like twice and then leaves. So it okay. doesn't give you as much time to okay. like sit with the characters and everything. 
So I still think Gears of War 5 is better, but Hive Busters, I think, is just... For, for what a DLC chapter can do, I think it is as good as a DLC chapter for a game can be. So that's what I say on that one. So okay. Yeah. So yeah, it, it deserves a second slot, because I, I will concede... What they've done with uh, what they've done with No Man's Sky is utterly ridiculous. How great that game is now compared to what it was at launch. So I'm gonna let y'all have that. And with that, we've reached the end of that category. Uh, best new content to a previous release: number one, No Man's Sky with the Origins DLC or Origins update, uh, followed by two with Gears Five Hive Busters DLC and three Apex Legends Season Four through Seven. Uh, and then we go on to the next category. Best Repolished Oldie. Um, these are just games that got remastered, re-released in any context. Uh, a lot of eclectic choices here. Uh, so let's read through this list. Uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake. Mafia Definitive Edition. Saints Row III Remastered. SpongeBob Battle for Bikini Bottom Rehydrated. Destroy All Humans. Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2. Demon Souls. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 Remastered, which I can't believe came out this year. What the fuck? Uh, and New Super Lucky's Tale. Uh, this one, there's a lot of ones on here that I'm like, all right, we're going to strike this from the list immediately. Um, what? <laughs> for me, for me personally, I'll, I'll say one that I, I don't think I put this on here, but Al, you played, did you beat Mafia Definitive Edition or did you just play some of it? Uh, I'm like halfway through. Okay, halfway through. Um, how strongly do you feel about it being on this list? Uh, pretty strong. Ooh, fuck. <laughs> All right. Because for me, Mafia Definitive Edition is is fine, but it is definitely, for me, as someone who beat the whole game, it is a mid-tier game. It is definitely, like, middle of the road, 7 out of 10, but, like, it's still a good game, but I'm it's just, like... So glad. Know, so glad I'm still waiting on my copy to come in the mail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say it's worth playing. If you, if you, it's it's a game that's only here for the story. I'll, basically, my main beef with Mafia Definitive Edition is that it is an open world game, but it's basically an Uncharted style experience where it's about the story, it's about the set pieces, it's very linear in that sense, despite being in an open world. But it's hard to have a game like that where you're getting visual glitches every other hour and you know weird things are happening and the polish just isn't perfect for a game like that so it kind of like was like okay it it just feels mid-tier because it's like this polish has to be immaculate if you're going for this type of game um but that's just me personally but because you feel strongly about it al i'm gonna back off on that one uh i'll go ahead and strike off new super lucky's tale because i don't think it has a chance here um I've already said my piece in the previous category, so I'm not going to, you know, reestablish it too much. Um, Modern Warfare 2 Remastered. Who put that one on here? Me, and I'll fight to the death for it. Oh, fuck. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, get out of my corner. (laughs) That's just like, you come near me, I'll kill you and your entire family. Yeah. (laughs) If anything happens to him, I'll kill this entire room and then myself. Um, (laughs) Do you want me to, like, make a case for it? I mean, I don't think you have to yet. Because okay. I'm not about to fight, fight you yet. I uh, have one. I have one that I'm questioning to cut off the list. What is it? But I might get flack for it. Ooh. Uh, Tony Hawk. Ooh, really? How fucking dare you? <laughs> <laughs> there it is. All right. I'm not, I, I Tony think, Hawk yet. 
I think I have a feeling that this category is gonna be what really defines this this whole thing because oh, we're all right. we're all territorial <laughs> with a certain it's game. Just, it's just nostalgia. The category we're hey. killing each other over our childhood. <laughs> all right. Are okay. We, mm-hmm. A game. A game I added to the list that can be jettisoned is uh, Demon Souls. Rem- the Demon Souls remake. Because, really? Yeah. I I have to get get good apparently <laughs> because. After after recording that first thirty that you can see on the channel, um, I went. I kept trying to progress, and yeah, that game is. I I tried uh, pro strat, lead stratting it by having mm-hmm. the best super best friends uh, stream like what they, they did like four four years ago, mm-hmm. and according to Pat, like or someone I read somewhere that a lot of the original. Like, uh, not necessarily problems, but bugs that can help you, like technical f ups, are still there. Oh, wow! But so, I, mm-hmm. when it comes to to the Souls, Soulsborne games, I I'm not really I have I have no horse in the race for Demon Souls. If it was, if it was Dark Souls one, then it'd be yeah, then I'd be fighting more for it. But we can we can eliminate uh, Demon Souls. Okay, I there's a lot of people that are going to be mad that we're deleting Demon <laughs> Souls early, but hey, man, that's the room that we're in, so we'll take that off. All right, so you're going to fight for Call of Duty. You're going to fight for Tony Hawk. Is anyone wanting to fight for Destroy All Humans? Question. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. Oh, you you don't have a question? Wait, what? <laughs> did, did you? Maybe have the audio is delayed a little bit. <laughs> oh God, sorry. <laughs> I must have disconnected for a second or something because I heard nothing. Um, but in any case, destroy all, I was going to ask, destroy all humans, was there anyone super fighting hard for that one? No, I'm not. Okay. Yeah, because I, I played the demo before it came out, and I do own the game now, but I haven't actually touched it yet. I don't think it's that incredible. <laughs> I Just from what I played in the demo, I was like, this is a very... Like, they definitely brought this game up to modern standards, but it doesn't feel like, you know... A revolution or anything. So, I'm deleting destroy all humans unless somebody has something to say about it. Three, two, one. Goodbye. Um, okay, yeah. since I think we're uh, up to date now. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so my question I was going to ask is how spoilery are we going to get in these discussions? Oh, because Final Fantasy remakes on here. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll tell you what. Try to link. Try to stay away from like. Any spoilers that wouldn't have been in like trailers or anything like that, stay away from that. And then if we need to go into spoiler territory, we'll give a heads up for the audio listeners so uh, okay. they know so that they can skip ahead a little bit. But we'll stay away from that as much as possible. Okay. Um, so I think Final Fantasy VII Remake needs to go. Ooh, it needs to get off of here? I think so. Oh. And not because it's a bad game. In my opinion, it's the best game of all of these on the list i think in the spirit of what this category is it doesn't quite fit um all these other games are pretty much as far as i am aware are more like one-to-one remakes um or remasters i guess technically with you know make it appear like it belongs on the current gen consoles final fantasy 7 remake is not that it is 
it touches on things from the original game, but it adds in new story, new characters. Um, it goes far different places than the original game does. So I don't know if it quite fits in the same way that the other games do. And I'm not sure if that gives it a different sort of, I don't know if edge is the word I'm looking for, but it just doesn't feel right being on the list with all these other ones. If oh, that makes sense. I, I understand that argument and I'm just a little bit flabbergasted because I was, I was totally expecting to run in this thing in bold final fantasy seven immediately. <laughs> <laughs> just, just because I know objectively it is the best game in this list, but I've also heard, I don't know the entire story of Final Fantasy VII Remake, but I've heard about the final twist Mm -hmm. or or like one of the late game twists and how it changes the context of this game in relation to the original. And I thought that alone might have made it a little bit murky for it to be on the best repolished oldie, because at that point, it's not just repolished. Yeah. Uh, Hmm. I mean, are y'all? Do y'all want to fight against that? Because this feels like a travesty in the same way that Dark Demon Souls did. But like, <laughs> I see the argument for it, and I don't disagree with that argument. Uh, Graydon or Al, y'all want to fight for this, or y'all y'all cool? I'm I'm good with this. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> I, I I tried. I did. I did my best to try to get into Final Fantasy VII, but I just couldn't. Yeah, well, I can't blame you there, and I will get around to it at some point. I just you know. Too many other games to play, and I'm already fucking seven hours into one Weeaboo game, so let me finish Persona 5 <laughs> and we'll think about it. Um, wow, all right, I'm going to delete Final Fantasy VII Remake from this list. God damn, I can't believe it. So ooh, now we are left with Mafia Definitive Edition, Saints Row the Third Remastered, SpongeBob Battle for Bikini Bottom Rehydrated, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2, and Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 Remastered. Now. We haven't talked about Saints Row the Third or SpongeBob. Do we want to talk about Saints Row the Third? Who who put that one there? I think I did. Okay. Did you have like a a platform to stand on for it, or is that just like oh well that did come out this year? More of the latter. Okay. I mean I I think I, I played it I I played it on PC oh, and okay. it does it does look really good on P, on PC and uh, the other uh, platforms. But there really was there really wasn't much added to it. Okay, fair enough. You were about to say something else, Graydon? Yeah, I think I have a similar similar uh fight for that. Is just that <clears throat> excuse me, that I oh my god, I lost my train of thought. It's it's on there for me just because like it was a thing that happened. But I think especially if you get rid of that one, the other four are more like deserving of it like Like i just yeah i just feel like yeah we i i'd love saints row the third you you and me can fight to the death but i always say the third is the best saints row Um, i'd agree with you there (laughs) i know emmett loves his fourth but um i just i was super excited for it i actually never got around to playing it um but I know that it did the remaster treatment, but it wasn't something whereas the rest of them and and I will only I would only allow Modern Warfare 2 to not be in this for one specific reason, 
which I can get to eventually, though I feel like when up against Mafia, it might get on to that top three. But my thoughts on Saints Row being here are just, uh, it was just remastered because they kind of wanted to get more money out of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, it, it they didn't do it as promo for a new one or anything. So, yeah. It, it, in the case of Saints Row the Third, it feels like because they did they did a whole like not remastered but just a re-release of Saints Row Four on the new generation of consoles at right. the time, PlayStation Four. That was to- legit, just like copy pasted onto the system. No extra work done. Didn't even unlock the frame rate. It was the exact same game. We're here. They did some work on it. Some of the character models are different, um, and the frame rates unlocked, so you can potentially run it at sixty, but I agree with you where it doesn't feel like as much work has been done on them when compared to the rest of these titles. So I'm good with deleting it. Even though I love me some Saints Row, I'm good with deleting it. It seems like we're all on that train as well. So I'm going for it. <laughs> Saints Row the third. It was nice knowing you. And that, <laughs> and that leaves us with Mafia, SpongeBob Bell for Bikini Bottom, Tony Hawk Pro Skater, and Modern Warfare 2 Remastered. Now here's where I think the fight's going to be. I didn't play SpongeBob until what yesterday. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah, like I'm the one who was like when they announced this thing, I was running around like a chicken with my head cut off. I was super excited. And then it came out and reviews were like, "Oh, it's 2 out of 10. Not great. Don't touch it." blah blah blah. So I was like, "All right, I won't touch it." But I I mean, I fucking got the collector's edition with three statues, so I felt obligated to at least pop it in the disc tray. <laughs> So I tried it, and it's it is exactly the same game from the PlayStation Two, just a lot prettier. But they've added a couple of new enhancements. Like now, you from the start menu, you can fast travel to any place you've been to go collect any of the golden spatulas very quickly. Um, it's much more simpler that way. But also, something I realized while playing the game now is that. I always thought that Battle for Bikini Bottom was a really difficult, really cheap game when I was a kid, where even in the first few hours, I only remember Jellyfish Fields of that original game because that's as far as I could get in it because it was really hard for me. But now that I'm playing it at like 20 fucking six, it's like, oh no, this game's easy as shit. I was just a dumb kid. So like, I'm having a lot of fun with it. It's a, it's a more relaxed experience. It's a lot more chill. And it's just not asking too much from me, which I really appreciate in these PlayStation 2 era platformers. Um, Like I said with Super Lucky's Tale before it, it's kind of scratching that similar itch, but it's even better because I love SpongeBob, so it's cool to get the same vibe from SpongeBob. Now, I think, I feel like Tony Hawk Pro Skater and Mafia, I still want to fight on Mafia, but I feel like Tony Hawk Pro Skater is in the top three guaranteed. I think we can all agree with that. I certainly think so. As the person who put that on this list, I think so. There you go. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going <laughs> to, even though I, I'm going to bold it just so we know that it's staying for, even if it's not going to be number one yet. I explain and admire his confidence. Yeah. You were like, <laughs> yeah. he said that like swing. I dare you. <laughs> but like um, in the case of modern warfare too, like what, what's your justification for it? Um, did anyone else play it? I haven't played the remaster. I, I wanted to, but I just never got around to it. But I did play the original game a whole lot. Okay. Um, it it's fantastic. 
Uh, it looks great. It plays great. When compared to a side-by-side of like this version and the old version, it's not even like it. It's so, it's so fantastically incomparable that like it's just gorgeous and um it just feels new and fresh and exciting and like i was going to say my only argument against it is the fact that we still never got multiplayer like it is just the campaign and it never that, added in multiplayer no wow yeah, they never it never got an update. I mean, I will I'll fact check that. No, um, it hasn't. I've been keeping up. <laughs> okay, yeah. And that is a not only a problem just because of like what it like come on, it's been a whole year almost. But um oh yeah, geez. They here the closest we have is there's somebody remaking a remaster making their own remaster. Um but but yeah, it. Uh, oh, but it's also sad because people just love that that multiplayer so much. So I don't know. I think that it's really good. I'm sorry, my like my, I lost my train of thought because my stomach is like super cramping me right now. Ow. Um. But but you tell me. Maybe maybe I, somebody's trying to tell you to get Modern Warfare Two off the list. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh my god it hates that game <laughs> i don't know i'll i would personally fight for it but i understand if mafia if a better case can be made for mafia i mean okay what about mafia do you think is worth like fighting for it on this list al the story okay you think the story's strong enough to where it stands toe-to-toe with the rest of these yeah mm. Mm. I. Yeah, because I do like the characters of that game, and I do like the story and everything. Uh, for, they also updated the gameplay to match more like Mafia 3, too, right? Yes, I agree, and that is... It's good to a certain degree, but it's just so, like... I don't I know mean, if it, mm-hmm. There are things that, like, the, like as you mentioned, the there isn't much to do aside from the story. There are the gameplay th- elements that aren't as great. Like the driving, for example, as I mentioned on previous episodes of Players Club. Mm, okay, yeah, true. That that one driving mission got updated, and a couple of the other ones got updated too. Uh, oh no, I mean just the driving in general in Ma- Mafia Definitive Edition. Oh, yeah, that's it's more aligned to Mafia Three as well. Um, and also, the another problem I had with the game was anything that had to do with the police. Oh. <laughs> because of how just okay, so like when I when I first booted up the game, they don't. I don't know if I, I don't know if something was wrong with my copy of the game, but there was no like lose to police, or they didn't tell me how to lose how how to lose the police. So I'm just running for I'm driving away from people like like there's no mini map. Oh, like you were looking for like a cone to drive away from, or a a radius on the map, or something to drive away from. Yeah, and it. I thought I saw a bridge and thought, "Oh, I'm, I, I guess I have to jump that." Oh Lord, did you just die? <laughs> no, I ju- I eventually jumped jumped the ridge after ma- circling for about like twenty minutes. 
I mean, the, the police is another problem I have with the mafia. Um, well, besides, <laughs> <laughs> besides the actual real life implications of that sentence, um, yeah, I had a similar problem where I it was hard for me to avoid them because a lot of the cars, I mean, it's what, 1920s, so all the cars are slow. They're kind of hard to handle. So that part was already frustrating. And then you had literally like, especially in some of the later missions, I'm not going to spoil, but it, it felt like this is another qualm I had for a game that is basically uncharted in an open world from a gameplay perspective. It seemed like a lot of the game was like, all right, so for this part, instead of it just being drive from point A to point B, because that's boring and you can just skip it with the button anyway, now there's police here. So you have to lose the police before they leave and then you can drive back to where you were going. At a certain point, I started teasing it to where instead of actually trying to like, because the way you're supposed to get rid of police is to find a little part of the road that's under construction and then weave through the little like cones and stuff and then they crash into the barrier. What I did was drive far enough away to where they like lost sight of me and then like get out of my car, run into the corner of an alley and just stay there until they lose the scent. (laughs) Yeah, and mm -hmm. when when you first told me that I was like, why didn't I think of that? Like, yeah, I I think I, I think I ended up doing that in mafia three, like doing something similar to that. Yeah. In mafia three, they did have a, I feel like in mafia three, they were not only a little bit more aggressive, but also it felt like you could put up a fight more. Um, because mafia three, you had, well, in, in mafia definitive edition, all you really have are sometimes you'll have a rifle or a shotgun and then a pistol and that's it. And you don't have much ammo for any of them. And there's no way to upgrade your ammo capacity or anything. So it feels like you're not, feels like you're barely just getting through firefights rather than like mowing people down in Mafia 3. And so when all these police are on your tail, it's like, I can't sit here and shoot back the whole time. I have to get the fuck out of here and hide. So that just felt like, it probably felt authentic to the narrative they're telling, but didn't feel very fun from a gameplay perspective. Um, it's just another little thing I have against that game. And, and I will say the story was pretty cool. I don't think the story is great. I think it is novel. I think it is doing, I think it's telling a story that I've seen in a bunch of other movies and stuff, but it's telling it in a slightly different way where in a lot of these, that's not even true. A lot of the mafia and mob movies that I know of, that I think of are the ones that are set more in like the mafia two universe or not universe, time period, where it's maybe 20 years into the future. It's not quite Prohibition era. I think this is the first ever Mafia game I've seen or Mafia story that I've seen in the Prohibition era, though I know movies like that do exist. And I think that was cool. But outside of that, it felt like, okay, he gets into the business, things go south, he wants to get out. And that's pretty much it. Like I had seen that type of tale in other places. So that's just my thing. But I also feel like if Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 Remastered is the one that is we're fighting for, then it's like, man, Call of Duty is fine. Modern Warfare 2 is okay. I don't have any fond or like even super strong memories of Modern Warfare 2 specifically. And if I do, they're attached to the multiplayer, not the single player. So I kind of want to drop that. But I also feel, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm fighting for Battle for Bikini Bottom at this point. Like, that's the one I would die for. I, I, hmm. So, Al, what do you feel? Since you're the one who likes Mafia, 
is there either SpongeBob or Call of Duty that you feel like you would more want to drop off? Um, you mean keep? Mm, yeah. Uh, SpongeBob. Hmm. So you would want to keep SpongeBob? Okay. Yeah, I mean, um, I did, I did have actually I did have fun with that as well. Because I knew you played it, I just didn't know if you like had a glowing opinion of it. Uh, how about you, Josh? Are you feeling which one would you want to keep between Call of Duty and SpongeBob? Um. Hmm. Well, I haven't played SpongeBob, even the old version I never played. Um, Call of Duty, I really enjoyed the campaign. It's hard not to like the gameplay of the Call of Duty games since they're always so tight. But not having a multiplayer in there for a game like Call of Duty seems pretty fucking terrible. Um, So that right there seems like a pretty uh, (laughs) striking... Negative to that game, in my opinion. Hmm. Wow. So <laughs> I feel bad for Graydon because you know he he can't come back. defend it. He can't, which defend means it right it's now. the perfect time to take it off. Yeah, man. There's no <laughs> best. The perfect, the best time to stab someone in the back is when they're not looking. Uh, <laughs> so, I, I thought you were going to say the best way to kill someone while they weren't looking is to just eject them into space. <laughs> <laughs> God, Among Us isn't in this category. We'll get there later. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I I feel like even if he was here to argue it, I feel like the votes are out of his favor. So we're dropping it off. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 Remastered. Oh, I, I cannot wait to see what happen, happens when he comes back. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I'm sorry for that L, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, so that one's gone. And now we are going to argue for the ordering for what we have left. Um, I'm feeling Tony Hawk's number one. I feel like we agree. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Do you want to talk about, I haven't given you a single chance to like talk about Tony Hawk. Do you want to talk about Tony Hawk? Sure. So Tony Hawk, um, it was one of those games that I played back on the PlayStation when it originally came out. So nostalgia is definitely hitting me there in the first place. Um, but after the trash fires that were the many past iterations of the Tony Hawk games, you know, from Ride to Tony Hawk 5 and all that, <laughs> I think there was starting to be a little bit of doubt as to whether or not those games can actually be good and work today. And Vicarious Visions put this together and it is fantastic. They went through, they updated the character models to where you're skating as like, current age Tony Hawk and such. Um, they added and revamped like the trick system to make it all flow and be more fluid together. Um, you know, they have the stage builder, their multiplayer is still as fun as ever. Um, it's just a fantastic package with the two games and so excited to see. I can only imagine three and four are going to be followed up with this because it, it it's an amazing remaster of what they did and and that's pretty much it (laughs) full game if i'm not sure if anyone who hasn't grown up on it will love it as much as i do but yeah it's 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 just perfect it's a perfect remaster i can understand the love i i only played tony ox underground back in the day that's like my connection to the series but from that game alone i can understand the appeal and just the 
not only it being a great game, but just reinvigorating that vibe to the point where I've, I've heard of multiple people who are like, oh, man, I bought a skateboard to try and get back into it. And then, you know, of course, they're like, oh, no, I'm not going to. <laughs> but like the fact that that's like invigorating people to do that type of stuff, I think that's really cool. So, yeah, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 definitely deserves that top spot. So I'll give it there. Now the question is, Oh boy. <laughs> we were so close to finalizing it. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, we I'll I'll basically oh, give, My yep. poor Call of Duty. <laughs> Let me explain. Let me explain. What had happened was uh Al so I, I put it on Al. He he said Mafia is the one that he wanted, so I said, okay, so which one do you want to keep? He said SpongeBob. I asked Josh, he said SpongeBob. And clearly, and it, it ended up, what Josh said is that the fact it doesn't have multiplayer is a very big indictment on that for a series that's known primarily for multiplayer. So they went ahead and took it off. <laughs> I will retrospectively, and I will, I, will do, I will do a shameless plug here. I, I will play some of Mafia. And I will attach it to the next recap that I do. <laughs> At the bottom, I will write <laughs> if I've changed my mind on this category. All right. I respect that. Way to put some uh, some integrity into the process. Well, <laughs> hopefully you enjoy Mafia more than I did, because I've said my problems. But um, since we've already agreed on that, so Tony Hot Pro Skater 1 and 2 is number one. Definitive edition for Mafia. Are we failing it at number two? Because I would put it at three personally. But I think I'd put it at three. Like I just think SpongeBob is more, um, more relevant. Is that the word? Yeah. Ooh. Okay. We're all agreeing. SpongeBob's more relevant. Because here's the thing, man. Not only is SpongeBob like, like I know on paper it is a basic ass game. It is exactly the PlayStation Two game that everyone remembers, and nothing more, nothing less. But also, like, the animations in this game are so endearing, and it's tapping into a lot of the meme stuff that SpongeBob does all the time. <laughs> Ooh, excuse me. Like, like y'all know that one meme where Patrick and Squid, or Patrick and SpongeBob are, like, on the edge of the cliff and their car just got eaten in the movie? And their mouths are just hung open? Yeah. Like, they put that into one of the, just the normal talking animations, and... <laughs> There's a lot of stuff like that in this game that they added in that was not a thing back in the PlayStation 2 days. So, Oh, wow. There's some subtle stuff in there like that that I really enjoy. And, you know, it, it just has that charm. It, I, think, I think SpongeBob is special because it is the exact type of game that we had in 2005 that is a ultra rarity in 2020. Like, you, there are other games like Mafia Definitive Edition, but... There is there are like maybe one or two other games like SpongeBob, and Tony Hawk Pro Skater is even a more rare case where there are absolutely no extreme sports games of any type out there, with the exception of maybe Trials and what Riders Republic that's about to come out. So yeah, I, I think I think this is a good good ranking for the list. We got Tony Hawk number one, SpongeBob number two, Mafia number three. Um, anybody object to that? All right. <laughs> Sounds good. I think we're all good with that, so I'm going to go ahead and lock it in. So for the people listening, I'm just going to reiterate, Tony Hot Pro Skater 1 and 2 is our number one pick for the best repolished oldie. 
with number two being SpongeBob SquarePants Battle for Bikini Bottom Rehydrated, long ass title, and number three being Mafia Definitive Edition, uh, rounding it out. Uh, and now you actually got here in time. We, we were going to do uh, Action Adventure, but I switched it around. But we'll go ahead and do it as we got it now. It doesn't matter at this point. Um, okay. Best role playing game is the next one we have. Um, this one might be a little bit of a fight. So let's see. Um, the category or the category nominees are Persona 5 Royal, Final Fantasy 7 Remake, Paper Mario: The Origami King, Wasteland 3, Ink Eichenfell? I think it's yeah. Eichenfell. Yep. All right, Eichenfell, uh Cyberpunk 2077 and Assassin's Creed Valhalla. One um, of these things is not like the other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, all right, let's get into it real quick. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077. Is that you, Al? Yeah, this is this was pre like pre like before the game came out. <laughs> oh God, yeah. Um, you know, back, you... When, back when we all had hope for it, that was going to be a good experience and possibly the best game ever made. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Cyberpunk 2077 is like the perfect tweet. You know, the Twitter that's like poorly aged things. Yeah, <laughs> that's what Cyberpunk 27 is. That shit aged like milk. Holy fuck. Um, <laughs> I, okay, so you're, there's not even an argument for it. I'm just going to delete it now. Yeah. Good wow. round. So, wait, that's a good point. Do, has this game like erased itself from possible game of the year lists anywhere? Like, or are, are we being like just picky? Or like, do you really think? I mean, maybe there have been tons of it's it's freaking january 1st like there may have been game of the year list i have not seen a single game of the year win at any any game outlet i'm that out of touch so i don't know what's winning like i'm assuming it's last of us because i know game awards got that um but like uh right did that even win i'll say the temperature game awards was last of us part two that one there but like this is the type of year where people are all over the place. Uh, mm-hmm. IGN gave their Game of the Year the Hades, but they also gave a lot of the other awards to Last of Us Part Two. but Game of the Year went to Hades. Okay. Um, I've seen GameSpot gave it to fucking Half-Life Alex. <laughs> what? Yeah, which feels wild, but they have a whole podcast explaining why, and I've yet to wow. listen to Wow, so good on them. That's ballsy as hell. Um <laughs> And I'm seeing a lot of people love Ghost of Tsushima as well, and a lot of people love Final Fantasy Remake as well. So those are like the four that I'm seeing everywhere. Cyberpunk, I'm not even seeing in the list for a lot of these places, because especially for the ones who did their award ceremonies in December, there's not enough time to play Cyberpunk. Um, And even the people who are going to be doing it, like Giant Bomb, they're not doing theirs until this month in January. And... In all likelihood, it's not going to be on there because the conversation around that game is just so poisoned to the point where people are saying there is a good game, but it's a good game underneath everything else, underneath the bugs, underneath the controversy, the glitches and loading issues and console run things. You have to carve through so much to get to the good in that game. So it just seems like there's so many other games where you don't have to dig through too much to find the fun. So that's what happens to it. but maybe you'll have a No Man's Sky type arc where this time next year the bugs are all patched and it runs fine. So we'll see. Um, but yeah, going on past that, for these that we have here left, uh, 
I'm going to go ahead and say this real quick now. How big do we, how strongly, okay, who put Paper Mario on here? Hello. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. How, do you feel super strongly about that? Yeah. Oh, okay. So you would. I, I, I care more about that than I do uh, Wasteland 3, sadly. Mmm, damn, okay. Because. See, yeah, go ahead. Wasteland 3 had it had a had a buggy launch and certain parts of it aren't still aren't the best especially on xbox hmm. damn so kind of just poisoned the well a little bit for you yeah huh well in that case because uh, i thought wasteland 3 was going to be like the one that no one cares about except one person super strongly but it sounds like that's not even the case do you want to go did anybody else play wasteland 3 before i even threatened to cut its throat yikes <laughs> no no uh yeah i mean do you want to go ahead and wipe this one away al uh sure right that's so sad he was looking forward to that so much yeah i think it's just a time and place thing i think if you come back to that thing and all the bugs are fixed and maybe playing it on uh either pc or series x where it runs a lot smoother i think it might be because a lot of people talked about wasteland 3 when it came out or maybe not a lot, but the few that who were talking about it were saying a lot of positive things. I think it's probably a great game, but it's the same issue that happened with Ori at the beginning of the year. Came out buggy, and if you didn't come back months later to see it after, then it is what it is at that point. Can't really blame them there. Um, I'll say I feel like two that are definitely going to be in the top three are Persona 5 Royal and Final Fantasy VII Remake. Is there any controversy in that statement? I think that's right. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, both of those are getting bolded because we know what's happening with those two. Now we're just looking for a third. So Paper Mario, I I don't even know what Eichenfeld is. Uh, Who who put that one on? I'll put that on there. All right, tell me about that. Okay, so I'm going to be brutally honest. I haven't gotten too far in Eichenfeld, and I'm not going to put any much uh, more time into it. Um, but part of that is because just the combat system isn't my thing. Um, it is a kind of more tactical RPG approach to it. Um, but everything that I've heard about the game sounds really good. There's a charm to it. Um, it's, I'm okay with it coming off the list, but I did want to kind of give it a moment to recommend that game to other people if they're into like tactical RPGs. Um, it seems like it'd be really cool. It's just not my thing Um, which is sad because a lot of the things i heard about that game sound like be right up my alley i just cannot get past that combat system Hmm. yeah i'm looking at a trailer on steam it looks decent enough what were you saying Graydon? it's kind of like isn't it kind of like an earthbound type of thing people were describing it like earthbound which is my favorite game of all time so i immediately gravitated um but yeah just the tactical rpg aspect of it i there, I don't think there's a single tactical RPG I like, and that includes like Final Fantasy Tactics, which some put as one of the best Final Fantasy games of all time. It's just, it's not my thing, so I, you know, I, I can't get past it for some reason. I just, it's a thing that I just do not enjoy. Hmm. I was really looking forward to it, and honestly thought I might buy it at launch, and then once I saw that it came to Game Pass, I just didn't touch it, but I yeah, yeah I've just yet to get to um, so I don't have much to say about it so weird out of left field curveball i've yet to touch valhalla what <laughs> mr assassin's creed wow. over here and, and i valhalla yeah, um 
okay, so when we did the Ubisoft Forward live reactions video, you just lost it when they showed up Valhalla. Showed Valhalla. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, you uh, it's yourself, even... and you call yourself a gamer. <laughs> I'm totally going to play it, and it will probably be one of my favorite games. Like, I'm not, I'm, man, that's really that's a that's a big thing to say but like i'm i'm very super excited for it and everyone that i've heard talk about it has sold me on it even one of my managers at the restaurant is playing it and loves it um it's it's my phone case and i haven't even turned it on um like i'm (laughs) i'm a fake fan no but like i i started playing legion and i was like i'm gonna play watchdogs first and then i um just kind of didn't follow through with that either and it was a big it was a big thing within getting the new systems and stuff and uh it i don't know i just never got around to it so if that doesn't make it like if no one else has a fight to put into that i won't i won't fight for it um eichenfell i would like to be able to fight for more but i would be lying if i did so that's why i said like really i i have no fun and then the, the other two i don't frankly don't give a shit about so uh, I'll just stay quiet. You guys can fight it out. All right. Well, I'm just going to go ahead and agree. We are deleting Ink Eichenfell. Let's, uh, I got one thing here. Oh, okay. Yeah. I want to ask you something to see if maybe you can jog my memory. Because when I played Paper Mario, the Origami King, there is like nothing about that game that made me think it was a role-playing game. Mm. Is there something about it that makes you think it is, it belongs on this category? Oh, that's a question for you. It's more, it's more faithful to the to Paper Mario games, like the uh, like the uh, Paper Mario One Thousand Year Door. Hmm. So it's more like the classic ones rather than like the more modern, like what 3DS titles. Yeah, like there's more tactics, like tr- strategic stuff, and yeah, go ahead. It's, I mean, yeah, it's not really. It doesn't have. It's not like. A, a modern RPG with the, like multiple endings, which Valhalla apparently has. For technically, it, it does that. Oh, it doesn't. Wait, who? Ha, okay, let me ask this real quick about Valhalla. Who's played Valhalla? I, I know. Yeah, Al, I know you've put time into it. Yeah, I haven't. Okay, so I mean, I'll 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 leave it in your hands. Do you? Are you feeling? Would you fight more for Origami King, or would you fight more for Assassin's Creed, since you've played both out? Uh, I, in my heart, I'd want to fight more for Baby Mario, but on paper, no pun intended. <laughs> which <laughs> this whole thing, this whole thing, thing is, I technically would fight more for like it, it, Valhalla would is more of an RPG really than Paper Mario or Origami King. Hmm. It seems like there's at least some RPG inside of Paper Mario, so I don't want to just take it off out of like a disqualification thing. But it seems like you would want to get rid of Paper Mario more due to a technicality rather than you not liking the game. And I think passion is going to speak louder than technical terms. So I feel like maybe first off, I'm deleting Inkenfell. <laughs> Because that's okay. still long here, and I don't think anyone has enough to say about that to even let it stay here that long. So that's gone. I think we delete Assassin's Creed because I think that fits more snugly into action adventure anyway. And even then, I don't think it would hold a candle to the rest of these games. So 
I'm saying we just delete Valhalla and let Paper Mario be our number three. Sounds good. Okay. Excellent. We're doing it. Goodbye, Valhalla. We hardly knew ye. That's why Origins is better. Anyway, um, I'm not going to talk shit. I'm not fired. I just like Origins, and people don't put enough respect on Origins' name. Um, anyway, so Paper Mario is going to be our number three. Sorry, I, I have a jar of cookies here that I want to close up before it gets all stale. Um, Paper Mario is going to be our number three. Ooh, what's number one here? Because I am in the corner of Persona 5. Josh, I think the hmm? I think the list is good how it is right now. Oh, so you do think Persona 5 Royal, number one, Final Fantasy Remake 2, Paper Mario 3? That's how I think. Like, I haven't played Royal, but I did play completely through the first original Persona 5. I think as an RPG, Persona 5, even just the base game, surpasses what Final Fantasy VII Remake does. I prefer Seven Remake as a game entirely, but I think for this category, Persona 5 does a better job representing what a role-playing game is than Final Fantasy does. Hell fucking yes. I thought I was going to have to rip your head off, but we are sick. <laughs> this has been a breath of fresh air. Anybody want to come at me? I got it. It's fully loaded. Come on. I got shots. <laughs> All right. I think we're good. <laughs> I mean, I I did ask uh, Raul, like, if I should, pl- if I should buy Royal. And he, he said, he asked me if I'd played any Persona. And I just mentioned I, owned, I said I own five. And he said that Royal would be like t- going into the deep end. It is, but it's really cool in the deep end, dude. <laughs> like, I'm also someone, I not only have I not played any Persona games, I rarely play, well, I feel like I always say, I rarely play Japanese games. And then I say that right before I talk about a Japanese game that I like a lot. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to have to just stop saying that. But Persona 5 Royal is really good and i mean you can go back and i streamed the first three hours of it when i first started it it's just it, like they're spinning it, so many different plates yeah go ahead and i was just gonna say and it, and that it, it is like i think it's the highest viewed video on our channel oh yeah it's it's one of them which is really weird i didn't even tweet that that video was out and somehow the internet found it which is bizarre i don't know how that works but um in any case yeah, I, I I do think that that game is, it's weird and kooky, and they're doing a lot of shit at the same time that shouldn't work, but it does. And the only thing that scares me about that game is that I put in eight hours, and I know I've only seen 5% of the content in that game. So <laughs> that scares the mm-hmm. shit out of me, but that's a 2021 problem. So um, as the final ranking is, favorite or best role-playing game is number one, Persona 5 Royal, followed by Final Fantasy VII Remake, and number three, Paper Mario, the Origami King. Whew, good good on us. We didn't have to fight too much. Now let's take out the knives, because the next category is going to be rough. Um, best action adventure game. Okay, I gotcha. Best action adventure game. Uh, we have Ghost of Tsushima, Ori and the Will of the Wisp, Doom Eternal, The Last of Us Part Two. Darksiders Genesis, Spider-Man Miles Morales, Tell Me Why, Ghost Runner, Going Under, and Fight Crab. Uh, hoo, 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 hoo. Okay. Um, now we, I, I did notice Graydon had to step away for a second, so we'll we'll 
here's what we'll do. We'll italicize things that we want to cross out, but I won't cross them out. I'll just italicize them so Graydon can speak on them if he needs to when he comes back. But is there anything on here? Because I'm thinking Fight Crab I want to delete right now. <laughs> but I'm keeping it on here. Who put Fight Crab on here? Either of you two? Not me. No, I think that was Graydon. Okay, that's Graydon. So I'm going to italicize it so he can argue about it. Uh, going under, I put on. I It's not going to be top three, so I'm just going to take it off. But I will say, just for the sake of talking about it, I like going under a lot. It's an indie game where it's a roguelike dungeon crawler, but you're in a tech startup in a fake fictional Silicon Valley, and you're... Oh, yeah, a- you're talking about this game. Yeah, it's really cool. Super vibrant art style. It looks like, like it, you know those like Fresh Prince of Bel-Air suits that we all wore at Kind of Funny Prom? <laughs> <laughs> that, that suit is the art style of this game. It is like super vibrant in that way. Um, and I think it's really fun. Just not only is the art style really cool and just the the humor of, you know, playing with the whole this century type humor of, oh, man, like tech startups and all that stuff. It's playing with a lot of those jokes and the fact that nobody has health care and all this shit. Like it's making it's making jokes about a lot of the horrors of late stage capitalism. And I'm fucking with that right now in 2020. So I really dig that. And also just the whole idea of when, when you go into these dungeons, you don't come in there with your own weapons. You're just picking up shit off the office floor to fight with. So you're throwing, you're picking up a staple gun and shooting staples at people. You're picking up a chair and hitting goblins over the head with them. Um, and then depending on the dungeon type, you, they'll get really weird. There's this one series of dungeons where it's like, like a, what, like a hookup app, like a Tinder type thing. So there's a bunch of like sexually suggestive items to pick up like there's eggplant emoji things to hit people with and like pillows and champagne bottles uh it's it's a very cool unique game i think it's worth a worth a shot i think it's worth checking out going under it's on right now it's on sale on steam and everything but by the time this is out god only knows but um if you like roguelikes i think it's cool it's a it's not as big of a roguelike as something like Risk of Rain, where the only point is to just play it over and over again. But Going Under more or less uses the roguelike format to tell a pretty interesting tale about all of this late-stage capitalism startup business stuff. So I think it's a really cool game, but it's it's not going to last. So I'm just going to take it out in the back and shoot it right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm thinking, all right, does anybody have problem with me bolding Last of Us Part 2? I've only played two games on this list, and Last of Us 2 is one of them. <laughs> so I'm okay with you doing that. Good. Um, the other game is Spider-Man Miles Morales. Okay. So anything else I can't really <laughs> talk about. Um, so clearly there's a lot of big hitters on this list. So I'm curious, does Darksiders Genesis stand a chance in the top three? No, it doesn't. It never did. <laughs> Okay, I was just gonna delete that now. Then. Yeah, because this list got like is is stacked, and yeah. like I don't know, I'm not sure about Ghost Runner. I think either. that's a great in one, right? Possibly. And I'm feeling. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I and I I don't think I added. Uh, tell me why. Mm, okay. So yeah, tell I was me- gonna argue. Tell me why sounds like something you and uh, Graydon would fight for. I'm going to say in the case of Tell Me Why, okay, it's already there in the other category. I want to delete Tell Me Why, not because I think it's a bad game. I actually didn't play it, so I don't want to say it about that. 
for the sake of this category, even though it is action adventure, I think Tell Me Why is more exclusively adventure. Yeah, it mm-hmm. is. And I think it would fit a lot better in the other category towards the bottom that we have. Um, uh, well, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'll spoil it. I think it would fit better in best narrative anyway. So I'm going to, I'm just going to delete it now. I feel like Graydon might also have something to say about it. You know what? I'll, I'll italicize it so he can say something about it, but we're taking that off. <laughs> I'm just going to say that now. Um <laughs> Ghost Runner, I think, is his joint. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna italicize that too, so he can speak on Ghost Runner. Um, I'm looking at okay, who played Ori? Is it just is that Graydon as well? <laughs> yeah, if neither of you played Ori, then it's probably Graydon on that one. That's fine. I'll italicize that. Because uh, I know I played Doom Eternal, I played Spider Man, and I didn't play Ghost of Tsushima. Both of y'all. Oh wait, you didn't play Ghost of Tsushima, Josh, but no, you did, that... act, right? Yeah. Oh god, that game. So you really love that one, all right? Yeah. Okay, so you would definitely fight for that, probably. So we'll keep that. All right. So, of course, not taking into account the ones that I want Graydon to speak on when he returns. Uh, it seems like the four that we're fighting over is Ghost of Tsushima, Doom Eternal. Last of Us is already a lock, and then Spider-Man. One of those has the fall. Unless I, someone really wants to fight for it, I'm okay with Spider-Man going. Ooh, ooh I was going to say that. Because uh, I like <laughs> Spider-Man. I like Spider-Man a whole lot. I wrote a very glowing review for it. But the thing I've realized is that I keep forgetting Spider-Man came out this year. And I keep forgetting I played it. And that's sad, considering it came out like two months ago. <laughs> yes, like... I'm trying to remember, like, I'm trying to think, like, I, because I think, I legitimately think the story is better than the original Spider-Man. I think the moveset in combat is better than the original Spider-Man, but it just does not stick in my head for, for anything. And I was trying to think about why, and I think it's because I feel like Miles Morales, it feels so similar to the original game. Yes. I lump it together to the original game in my head. Exactly. That's kind of my biggest problem with it is, like, as many of their the differences between the original and this game, it still feels like it's too much of the same game mm-hmm. based on like the side mission stuff. Um, even, you know, like the um, personal army, whatever you want, considering the rocks on people oh, roaming yeah. around. It's just, there's so many similarities for a game that's still pretty different from the original that it kind of knocks it down a few notches in my book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the game does, uh, Miles Morales appears, appears two more times in the, in this, in this list and in the list. So yeah, he, he will get some props later on, but yeah, I I'm feeling deleting it. So I, this, this is one that I think Graydon might also have something to say about. So I'm going to italicize that also for now. Um, but wow, we already got our three. <laughs> <laughs> not not considering the ones that are italicized uh god it, he's gonna come back and it's gonna be call of duty all over again <laughs> poor guy uh but hey that's that's what it is that's showbiz um so let's keep it hypothetical because i want Graydon to come back and add his input as well in this 
list of three that we have right now, Ghost of Tsushima, Doom Eternal, Last of Us Part 2. Is there any issue with putting Last of Us Part 2 at the top? Ooh, Al. Let me guess what you're going to say, Al. Ghost, you're you're feeling Ghost over Last of Us? Yeah. Okay. Because, run me if I'm wrong, you didn't quite vibe with The Last of Us, am I right? Um, it, I didn't vibe with it mainly due to, like, the game overwhelmed me. Yeah, it is overwhelming indeed. Like, it, it overwhelmed me in terms of scare factor. Yeah. In terms of making me feel like a horrible, terrible killer, which was, which, I mean, technically that would be the game doing its job. Yeah, true. And I understand how that could be unsavory. And I almost fainted when going through the through the first through the subway. Oh God! Yeah. Okay. Another mm-hmm. part. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima feels. I mean, it's been said over and over to death that it feels like a Kurosawa film. Mm-hmm. And like the the game when like I was playing it a few days ago. I know I was playing it yesterday. Um, hmm. the game still like e- certain games on PS5 look don't don't look like they look they look good, but they feel like that it sort of feels like an ex- original Xbox game running on 360, mm-hmm. where like I should just be happy it runs on it. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. Um, Ghosts feels like being on PS5 is a benefit, and like. The experience of like being a samurai, or being, or the where, where I am in the story, um, in Act Two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it just it feels like the fantasy of Ghost of Tsushima is just a more pleasant place to escape to rather than the, the harsh reality of Last of Us Part Two. Exactly. Uh... Which I can, as someone who loved The Last of Us Part Two, I totally agree with that and can definitely see it. Um, I don't know. Every I, I, mm-hmm. another way, I could, the way I feel about Ghost of Tsushima is sort of it feels like you're going, you're interacting with a piece of history. Ooh, uh oh, you're tapping into the the Assassin's Creed origins. <laughs> I was just thinking. <laughs> oh God! Like you're you're just. You're in the shoes of someone who, 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 who probably did similar things that you did. And if I remember correctly, this just uh, this has nothing to do with game of the year, but or the categories. But uh, uh, Sucker Punch did such a good job, like with their research, that yeah. a certain a certain like place on like where where the uh, like Sushima. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys saw, saw the news story about it, but I might have. But say it anyway to jog my memory. A certain place that's featured in the game is in, I think, either either broken down or in dis, in disarray. Huh. And like you can visit it, that locate the location in the game. Oh, like in its former glory. Yeah, it's actually very cool. That's that's very similar to Assassin's Creed again. That's very similar to what happened with Unity with I think Notre Dame Church. When that thing burned down, they kind of used the game and the files from it to help rebuild it in the same image. Um wow, that's actually really cool. Yeah, um I just found it 
Hmm. Uh, Ghosts of Tsushima fans help help restore Tori toppled by Typhoon in real real world Tsushima. Oh wow! There you go. Ah, uh, fuck. That's hmm. that's really and cool. Also, the, playing the game and experiencing the story, you it also feels like you're seeing what inspired George Lucas to make Star Wars. Really? Like, is because the narrative's kind of set up in that way? Yeah, like... Like, there's a big bad and the one chosen person who's supposed to wield a blade and, you know, that type of vibe to it? Sort of, like, like that. And one of the, one of the heavy, heavy influences of Star Wars is, uh, like... Like Kurosawa films? Kurosawa films and like uh like the whole like the word the word Jedi comes from Jedi Geki, which is which were, were warrior films. Oh wow. Okay. Or were samurai films? Yeah, samurai films, yeah. Hmm. So it kinda reminds you like Ghost of Tsushima, despite not being like a sci fi game or anything, kinda reminds you of that type of struggle in that type of classic story. Yeah. It's it's hmm. the hero's journey. You know what? I have not heard that argument. This is like the first time I've ever thought about maybe caring about Ghost of Tsushima's story. I've never heard it described that way. Um, mm, you're making a really good argument. Now, also, hi, Graydon. Uh, hey, back. you ready to talk about Fight Crab? Who wants yeah. to talk about Fight Crab? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to keep it real with you. Right after you left, I was like, all right, I want to delete Fight Crab. But what I agreed to do, because I don't want to just have another Modern Warfare 2 situation, I italicized all the ones that I was pretty sure you put on or would have something to say about. <laughs> so first, I'll let you do Fight Crab, and then we got to talk about Tell Me Why. But first, I'm going to let you talk Surprisingly, about two of those games I did not play. Oh um, wow! Okay. <laughs> um. So which one am I going with? Fight Crab. <laughs> yeah, you can talk about Fight Crab now. Yeah. Fight Crab not gonna be in the top three. It's not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I put this on this list to talk about it just because I think that it went under the radar and not a lot of people played it. Um. But I had a surprisingly good time with it for the honestly short amount of time I've put into it. Um. It is a game where you it kind of goes back to the whole gimmick conversation we were having where you are a crab. One joystick is one of his arms. The other is the other arm. And you just kind of like rock em, sock em robots with big old crabs. And uh, there's like grab moves and there's like lightning involved. Like it's it's he's got like electricity powers. Um, but it's kind of like, um, like remember King of the Monsters? That's what it was called, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like one of those like old timey Godzilla games, but with a huge crab. So like, um, you can get attachments and upgrade your claws and like, oh, now he just, he just goes into every battle with a steak knife glued to his hand or, this one's got a gun that shoots rockets. So, but the, but you don't get to control that. So every two seconds, it'll shoot out a rocket, and hopefully, it's not pointed <laughs> at the ground. Or oh, you'll go flying. Like it's just stupid fun, and um, it's on PC and Switch, which is always such a weird combination of of like oh, people are gonna like it on mobile as well, like handheld, and um, and hell, I did like it on handheld, and um. <laughs> 
It's yeah, I just I don't think it had much of a it's not going to have like a cult following, but I just wanted to acknowledge that, hey, this game came out and it was fun. And I think I may have got it for like 10 bucks. Like it's I I I think you should check it out if it's on sale. It's one of those fun little things. Um, okay. if it got a physical release and you still have Gamefly, put it in your queue. <laughs> like, <laughs> just give it a shot. Um, one game that I will put some more fight into would be Ghost Runner. There um, we go. Knew that was yours. <laughs> would be Ghost Runner, which I um spoilers have put on my personal list. Um huh as one of my top five games of the year it's brilliant it is fun as hell it is smart it's gorgeous um it's just a very it's fast-paced which is so anti-me like it's it's a game based on trial and error which i coming from being a small boy with a genuine anxiety problem that put me into therapy because i couldn't play games with timers on them um like i i just come from this background of hating fast things and and redoing things over and over again and um but this game for some reason like honestly i keep telling the story over and over again but playing that demo at pax east this year was an experience i've just never had like i i wanting to beat something and pushing myself to stand there for 20 minutes 20 plus minutes because i have to beat this demo like it 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 just it instilled something in me and um and it's awesome and then the finished product i i actually like mentioned this in the write-up but like the finished product is just as good as i wanted it to be um and i I think Ghost Runner is definitely even though it's it's a shorter game um I I cannot recommend this game enough like if you have not played this game and like if you like that that trial and error kind of thing if you come from like a Dark Souls background and like the um this game is going to fight me type of thing if you like cyberpunk if you like katanas and just blood in general <laughs> um wall running if you uh, like games with hooks (laughs) right games with grappling hooks like it's got everything and um it's it's just a lot of fun so that one it also probably won't make it into the top three but that is uh absolutely one of my favorite games of the year and um and i can i can save my third one till later on unless you want me to go into it now (laughs) up to Um, you I'm gonna I'm gonna pause you just to say okay. a couple things. So number one, I'm glad you said your piece on Fight Club, but we're deleting that now because <laughs> you know we we both saw that. I I that's the first one I saw and was like, yeah, we're deleting that. So I want to um, correct you. It's Fight Crab because we don't talk about Fight Club. Oh fuck! You're right. <laughs> God damn, that was a good one. You got me on that one. Um. So yeah, goodbye to Fight Crab. Um. I will. Ghost Runner is probably ultimately going to get deleted, but I'm not going to delete it yet. I want to first take my attention to tell me why. Did you play Tell Me Why? Oh, yep, that's my that's my third one. <laughs> Fuck. Okay. Well, <laughs> um, the argument that I had against Tell Me Why was, I think, if you're looking at all the games on here, I think all of these games 
are action and adventure. I think Tell Me Why is the only game on here that has the least action and the most adventure. I will agree with that. And because of that, I think that it doesn't have a very good, uh, very firm ground to walk on here. However, I will fight tooth and nail to get here's here's my ultimatum. I'll fight tooth and nail to get tell me why an award. And I and if you hey, you can kick me out of this one, but it, will, <laughs> it, but it will only fuel my fire when it comes to game of the year. Oh, what? you know what? <laughs> we have best narrative. Yeah, so we do have best narrative. Yes. Okay. I, I, I volunteered, or not volunteered, but I did say that it would go way better in that category considering the type of game it is. But I don't think it fits. I don't think Tell Me Why fits in the same category as Doom Eternal. <laughs> yeah. So, and I mean, I, yeah. Doom Eternal, when I saw that, I was like, well, that goes into gun game. Like, I didn't think that that counted. But then I think that that is action adventure. Yes. And that that does belong here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm gonna delete. Tell me why, just just for that reasoning I gave. Okay. Now, Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Did any of us actually play this one, or is this another Saints Row the Third thing? <laughs> okay. Uh, I, I, no, I, I I added that one when I was like creating the when I was making the all the lists. All right, and but don't have. Do you not actually have an argument for it? No. Okay, so good. We can just take that one off. Uh, sorry to the Ori people out there who love that game. None of us played it. I'm sorry. Here's what I'm willing to do. Doom Eternal. I have a feeling that Doom Eternal is definitely going to win the next category. And I will fight tooth and nail there. Win it? I think Doom Eternal should win the next category. We oh, can have boy. that fight later. But I think okay. it should win the next category. And if it wins the next category, I will be fine with dropping it so that you can have your Ghost Runner at number three. Mm. Mm. That's what I'm feeling right now. Hold on. <laughs> I know this I... is like a bargaining thing, but go ahead. Wait, did you just did you just without even talking about it get rid of Miles? Oh wait, did we? Oh shit, I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> because Sorry. I was gonna I was gonna say to you. I would even be willing to concede to have our top three be Ghost, Last of Us, and Miles. Yeah, and I say I... this because I'm looking at I'm I'm being I'm doing my bigger man thing. Let me take you back to <laughs> I believe it was 2017 when little old Graydon Webb chose Telltale Guardians of the Galaxy as his game of the year. <laughs> <laughs> Because little old Grain Web didn't play any games in 2017, <laughs> and and I just kind of conceded to the the uh, other that was before I was working with you guys, and I was just like, yeah, I guess these other games deserve it better. I think was that Red Dead year, actually 2018? 2018, 2018. Yeah, Red okay, Spider Man, all those. So maybe re- maybe that year I had some more fight in me, but 2017 had some games that I like just didn't really care for, but I knew were like the the bigger things. And I feel that in terms of it, it sucks that they're all PlayStation exclusives because <laughs> I don't think that that's like in in essence fair. But hey, they just did it better this year, and I think that like. In terms of real meaty action adventure games, 
Ghost Runner, a I think five hour game, doesn't even though Miles is like what eight hours, like I don't think that it really holds up against this this trifecta of what 2020 was in terms of gaming. Now, I respect that, but we were talking about earlier before you came back for Spider-Man Miles Morales. It's a game we all enjoyed, I'm pretty sure, but I me personally, I kept forgetting that it even came out this year despite me thinking that oh yeah, I think Miles Morales has a better story than the original game, has better move set, but is so much like the original game where it doesn't feel super duper original to where I blend those two games together in my mind every single time. Where Really? Yeah, like, because I keep, like, even on my personal list, I'll say this right now, Miles Morales is on my personal top 10. Um, but I, that was a last minute addition because I forgot that it came out this year. And I went on to someone else's podcast and forgot that it even came out. So once I came on, there were my top five lists. And I was like, all right, let's talk about them. And he said Miles Morales for like number two. And I was like, oh, fuck, I forgot that came out this year. <laughs> like, I don't know why it's so forgettable in my head. And I had so much fun when playing it. I cried at the end of the story. But it, it just struggles to occupy a substantial space because it's it's a lot like the last thing. So... I don't know if I want to take it off this list because of that, but I feel like that says something that that's damning. So I just don't know. Like, okay. I feel like at this point, it's not an argument with Ghost Runner involved since I accidentally deleted Spider-Man. So <sighs> I'm feeling we can delete Ghost Runner and just have a conversation about maybe Doom versus Spider-Man. Well, oh man, now you've got me in this fight because I really liked your Doom argument, and now I wanna <laughs> now I wanna fight harder for Ghost Runner because I was looking and I was seeing like, did I put Ghost Runner in anything else? And I didn't. But like, it's weird because I know that obviously the reason we're doing this is so that we can like all get our our own opinions out there. But I feel like if if y'all let Graydon win Ghost Runner beating out any of these games. <laughs> People will hate us as a collective entity. <laughs> Here, we yeah, go ahead, Al. Uh, Green. Yeah. Have you looked at the uh, the games that are in best narrative? Um. Yeah. People are gonna be mad at us for some of that anyway. Oh, you think so? Yeah, because I. Uh, I'll tell you right now, the one I got highlighted yeah. probably ain't gonna make it. <laughs> Oh, for me personally, because I just didn't get very far into it. Oh, I thought um, you liked that game. Oh, I like it, but like the things I like about it, I've I've literally only played like three to four hours of it, and the parts of it that would make it qualify for this category, I have not seen much of it. So, like, I feel like eh. in terms of narrative on that, if like that one will get out, I I think I can see clear winners. Um, mm -hmm. but. But yeah, okay. Then part of me wants to just be like, hey, fuck it, you decide. <laughs> I, I mean, I'll say this. Ghost Runner, from what I hear, it's about repeating repeating a bunch of times. You could put that addictive game category. That addictive game category is sitting there. Well, you could. But it's I have just more a question of if you think it would win. Uh, no, I don't think it really fits in with their because i not think with, a, not with the argument i was i'm planning to make in that category yeah i i think right now 
Thank you for fixing Rouge Company. Oh, God. <laughs> That's my fault. <laughs> I was going to say something when that Stop. came up. <laughs> Rouge Company. Yeah, all the companies read. Uh, anyway. <laughs> yeah, I... I ooh, wow. Uh, here's what I'm feeling. So Ghost of Tsushima is a lock for action adventure. The Last of Us Part 2 is a lock for action adventure. Doom Eternal just feels like it fits so much better in gun game that I kind of am okay with deleting it. But I don't want to... Because, mm. you know what? Fuck it. I, I, Who else is like a Doom Eternal stand? Because I think I'm the only one fighting for it. I think you're I the like only one. Yeah. I liked what I played, but I can see it winning other things. Yeah, Doom Eternal, I can see that being number one in best gun game. So I'm just going to take it off here and let it let it die so i i took off doom, doom eternal now no, let it die was on your list two years ago <laughs> <laughs> good point good point good reference shout out to that game um <laughs> so yeah now it's between ghost runner and spider-man i feel like it no matter if spider-man wins or if ghost runner wins they're both fighting for the third slot they're not moving up for, further than that so it's a question of do we want to give the indie game that could because i feel like miles morales i like it when i think about it i like it but it doesn't stick out to me in my head where ghost runner is like oh yeah ghost runner was cool but for miles morales i have to be like it's cool but <laughs> you know what you know what i'm i'm gonna put my i'm gonna go all in yeah i want to give it to ghost runner I, that it gets my vote okay how, I think we... I like the way you just framed it. <laughs> the indie game that could. And and part of me wanted to be like, but but Miles Morales was the action game that did. But like if if there's any kind of doubt in your mind, there is no doubt in mine on Ghost Runner. It's that good. Like Ghost Runner <laughs> Ghost Runner and Miles Morales are both great, but I just had a heaping helping of everything that Miles Morales did like two years ago. Mm -hmm. And good chunk of the year after with the dlc okay so, so like I, I i didn't want i wasn't asking for it you know where ghost runner is like is something new is something special and a lot of people have compared it to titanfall 2 to where i have a slight soft spot for it so <laughs> like i could i could i could fuck with it man it's just a question of how broken up would we be if we took miles morales off i think it'll win other things too yeah i think it'll be in the top three for something else so how are we feeling, y'all? I'm good taking it out. Off. All right. That's three. Al, you want to make it four? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> oh, so you want to keep Miles on there. Oh, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. Sorry. I, thought I, I got confused. No, you, okay. Miles can get the F out. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Fuck. All right. I, I had to quote, but Miles Morales will return. Yes. Later <laughs> on. God, can you imagine when the third Spider-Man movie comes out and Miles Morales pops up in there with all the other <laughs> Tobey Maguires and oh my fucking God. Anyway, um, so now we have Ghost Tsushima, Last of Us Part 2, Ghost Runner. Ghost Runner is solid number three. We've agreed on that. It, uh, I want Last of Us 2 to be number one, but Al is making a really good argument for Ghost of Tsushima where he his argument, he compared Ghost of Tsushima to Star Wars and how a lot of the elements of Star Wars is kind of transferred from like kurosawa movies and samurai movies and stuff like that and how that hero's journey in star wars is pretty similar to ghost of tsushima 
And him explaining it that way is the first time I ever cared about the story in Ghost of Tsushima. And it's making me want to play that game for the first time. <laughs> I will say, as a side note, I have played a little bit of Ghost of Tsushima. I played the Legends mode to try and get some of the exclusive skins that they have for the PlayStation characters. Um, and I played the opening 40 minutes of the game, like when he wakes back up after getting stabbed, and that's about it. So I know Spoilers, how it man. Look, it's literally the game <laughs> opens that way. <laughs> I'm kidding. I, I, I'm glad that that, that that whole exchange has happened because uh, this. I'm just going to break off into a little tangent. Okay. Uh, the first, I, I mention this to Josh every so often, but uh, before I joined VGU in, tw- in 2013, I listened to their, their, the 2012 Game of the Year roundtable, and uh, <laughs> Prime, a.k.a. Josh Mobley, he, he made, made try to make, he, he was talking about, I think, it was one the Transformers game that came out that year, in 2012. Oh, uh, Devastation, maybe? No, if it was 2012, that was 2013. Hold on. I think it was Fall for Cybertron. Fall of Cybertron. Yeah, like and, and Josh mentioned, or Prime mentions, or just says. So Optimus is carrying, uh, carrying. Uh, oh man, I'm forgetting his name. Uh, <laughs> Bumblebee. Yeah, Bumblebee. He's he's carrying Bumblebee's dead body, and Matt and James just go. Or no, Matt just says. Are, at a certain point, they just keep re- repeating spoilers, spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> like throughout the years. So Dead. I'm glad that that was that that spoilers was said during this. There we go. Got the reference in. Um, well, here's how I'm feeling. I I I feel like ghosts. I feel like Last of Us Part Two. Because I played it and because I love it, I want to put it at number one. And I feel like all the criticisms I could level at Ghost of Tsushima are all personal. Like, I just don't. I'm still, I'm not mad or bitter, but I still have just a certain percentage of bitterness that the next Sucker Punch game isn't superheroes at all. <laughs> like, I, I, as someone who loved Infamous with all his heart, they come back with a samurai game. That's just not anything I asked for. So, like, that's the only reason I haven't played Ghost of Tsushima the entire year. And even though I played it on PS5, high frame rate, everything I asked for, beautiful game. It, it's it's cool, but I just don't feel anything for it. Because it's conv- Ghost of Tsushima has to convince me that it's... It, they have to convince me that that's the direction that they should have gone instead of another infamous game. And so that's why I'm hostile on that one. Where Last of Us Part Two, in all honesty... It, with the extreme exception, damn near anything they did could have made me happy because I like I like The Last of Us already. So I feel like I'm a little bit partial on that, or just you know not I'm not fair in that way. So how do y'all feel about this Ghost of Tsushima versus Last of Us Part Two? Like which one are y'all feeling the vibe more for? I have a contrarian point to make. Oh fuck, here we go. Um. Though not not exactly contrarian, but just like really hot take. You know me. Um, I I have still me the guy who has not played Valhalla yet. (laughs) I have only played still the amount of Last of Us Part Two that is on the YouTube channel. That's it. Like I I I have not gone past 
the first, I don't know, not even a half hour. And, and from what I've heard about it, which spoiler wise is nothing. Um, You've heard none of the spoilers. Nothing. 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 Um, But I'm going to shit myself. (laughs) I know here comes the, the only time people will ever tweet me is going to be right now. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to hear this and fire you again. Oh my God. In terms of, in, in terms of what I've heard, people are, it it sounds way too overhyped. And a lot of people were very mad. It seemed at it winning like all the game awards. And I like underdogs and ghost of Tsushima. While I have, I have touched that game even less. Um, it always intrigued me a bit. And it's something new, and I have heard that the story's very good in it, and it's just something fresh and exciting, and I kind of want it to win. And that's my hot take. You've played 20 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> I looked this shit up. <laughs> there was a horse involved. Oh, you've, you, okay. All right. Here's... I had to play some stupid mini game with a guitar on the touchpad. That that was the thing. <laughs> Here's how I'm gonna explain this to you. I'm not gonna spoil what happens. You best not. I can't. I I am not gonna rob that from you. If it was you of all people, I would just <laughs> jump off a cliff. <laughs> I would not do that. So you remember? I guess light spoilers for the first game, but. Uh, you remember it in the first game where you played the the Last of Us one, and you did the intro, and you saw that emotional gut punch that happened like within the first thirty minutes, right? Yes, and that I had kind of gotten bits of that spoiled, um, but it was still like it had an effect on me. Okay, all right. So you understand how that felt? That came mm-hmm. at the beginning of the story when you didn't exactly know what was popping for the rest of the game. Right. There is something. That ha- it's not 30 minutes in. It's more like an hour or two in. So it's at the beginning, before you get rolling, something happens that is on the exact, like, as far as like, holy fuck, I can't believe that happened. There's something that is even more holy fuck, I can't believe that just happened more than that opening scene in the first game. Huh. That happens at the beginning of this game. And, and that has that- not been spoiled for me at all. It not only has it not been spoiled for you, but that moment is what's going to decide whether or not you like they are asking for your trust when they do that. <laughs> like that moment, they're asking like, all right, just trust us. And if you trust them, you'll be awarded. If you don't, then you'll be like everyone else who hates the game. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so, I think I think I'm, in a way I kind of get what you're talking about. But I'm not going to say anything. I'm not gonna say anything either. I'm not even gonna yeah. I'm not even gonna tease. But that's how unformed <laughs> you are right now. A what? So that's how uninformed you are right now. So we're just working <laughs> with like uh I'm leading the blind here. So now okay. Al, how far did you get? Um I like Seattle day one? Uh day one or two. Okay, day one or two. So You've gotten past the part that I'm talking about and pretty deep into the other part. Josh, did you beat the game? Yeah, I finished it. Oh, 
there we go, my man. Um, (laughs) (laughs) The problem I'm thinking here is that Ghost of Tsushima is a much more inviting game. I will give you that. It is a much more, I'd say it's much more aesthetically pleasing. Just, you know, there's the color palette is more vibrant in that game. I think it's just more inviting overall and gameplay wise. What do you say? There's no HUD. Oh yeah, there's no HUD. So even that adds to it to its aesthetic appeal a lot. Um, I'd say a lot of that is good. And just the the open world map clearing is just a more fun gameplay loop than The Last of Us is really just version 2.0 of the exact same stuff that they did in the first game. They don't really update it too much. Now you can go prone, I guess, and you know, now every every NPC has a name, so they're shouting out their names as they die, which is something. Um, but what? like, and their dogs, what, like, and their oh, dogs, yeah. Great in blah. All right, Josh. It's it's more it's more like it's not that they're shouting out their own name when they die, like a Pokemon. <laughs> it's more like you'll shoot a guy, and then their friend, like across the wall, will be like, "Fuck, Robert, no!" And then, they'll oh, like, really? Yes, it's, uh-huh. it's, it's really emotionally uh, taxing. Yeah. That whole game is emotionally taxing. I remember Alan had a purpose. problem with the dog thing when it came out. Okay, I so <laughs> when one of the, one of them died, they said a name that was my dog's name. Oh fuck! Oh, no. I I pressed. I shot shot the dog. Oh, and you know what? No, yeah. Shana. Mm. Oh, that's fucked. God, and, I'm crying. Yeah. You know, that's not even the worst thing to happen with the dog in the game. Nope. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, uh-huh. Goddamn. So, yeah, I, I understand. You know what? Here's what we'll do. I I understand that all the reasons I love The Last of Us Part Two are primarily having to do with the story. And this is the action-adventure genre. I like I, where you're going. I like... I'm gonna fucking fight like hell when it comes to best narrative. But I can concede Last of Us Part Two underneath Ghost of Tsushima because I think Ghost of Tsushima is a more well-rounded experience, potentially, <laughs> since I haven't played it. In terms of gameplay, action-adventure gameplay, I think people are like it. We literally just talked about how we hated an aspect of gameplay in Last of Us. <laughs> <laughs> well, y'all hated it, but I, I, I think that adds to it. But like, I understand why it would be hated. Uh, I think I'm fine with it. I'll take my L, but when it, when we get to best narrative, you have not heard the last of me. <laughs> so I think we're, are we good on that? I know, uh, Josh, you're the only other person who's played all, all the last of us. So are, can you live with that? Yeah, I think you're making a good choice here. All right. God damn. It hurts, but fuck it. <laughs> I am going to Ghost of Shima is going to be one of the first games I play in 2021. So it better fucking rock my socks off. (laughs) Swear to God. So So I guess you could say this category went to the ghosts. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Is that a thing people say? (laughs) Oh, well, I'll take it no matter what. It's fine. Uh, So the final ranking for action adventure, our best action adventure game of 2020 is Ghost of Tsushima, followed by Last of Us Part 2 at number two and Ghost Runner at number three. And here's why I fight like hell again. Um, <laughs> best gun game category is right after that. Uh, the category goes like this. Nominees are Cyberpunk 2077, The Last of Us Part Two, 
Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War, Doom Eternal, Mafia Definitive Edition, Star Wars Rogue Squadrons, Rogue Company, Gears 5 Hive Busters, and Call of Duty Warzone. Um, we deleting Cyberpunk again? <laughs> uh, I think so. Cyberpunk, we're deleting Star Wars. Yeah. Star like, Wars? There's no gut. That, it's, a, it's a ship combat oh. game. Oh, Ow. come on. We don't have a best shooter category. This is it. It's this gotta is, go there. I would, give, <laughs> I would say, if we're gonna take off Star Wars Squadrons, I wouldn't do it because of a technicality, because it is effectively a first-person shooter. Like, it, it has more in common with Doom Eternal than anything else, so like, I, I think it's good. I have two that I think we can get rid of off the bat, as All well right. as the Cyberpunk there, which we did. I has, think I know one of them, but go ahead. <laughs> has anybody played Rogue Company? Oh, Rogue Company is the one I put, motherfucker. <laughs> Wait, really? I thought I put that there because I forgot about it. No, that's me. Oh, okay, um, then we'll leave you to fight on that one. My other one is Mafia. That's the one I thought you were going to say. Because it won something else. It got, it, it's in the top three of another thing. Is, it, it got in there for repolished oldie. Yeah, is it that great of a shooter? No. Is it in best narrative? Is it one of our narrative games? Not uh, even. Nah, because the only one who's beat it doesn't think the narrative is that great. The story's not as strong as two or three, right? Um, not really. I, it might be. It's it's probably on par with two, but I look at it as slightly less than two because two was more fun, where one just feels a little bit drier. Okay. But three um, is like the masterpiece for me. Okay, so then I feel I don't know. My vote is to get rid of it. It sounds like yours is too. Uh, what do the other guys think? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> this feels like the gun game is not going to be what Mister Final Fantasy VII Remake is going to get super passionate about. Possibly <laughs> one you... game, one game on this category. <laughs> and it's a game I don't think will be in the top three. Wait, which one did you play? Last of Us. Oh, ah. Uh... You know, we'll we'll come back to Last of Us because I don't think it's going to be top three either. But we'll we'll have that conversation. So wait, in what one? In, in Gun Game, Last of Us Part Two is here in Gun Game. Oh, it is. Yeah. Oh, look at that! It's at the top. Yeah, <laughs> for now. Um. So Al, I'm going to delete Mafia. Do you want? Do you have something against it or something super that's going to change our minds? Uh, no, not really. Yeah. I think Mafia is an okay game, but as a shooter, that's not a strong suit. So I'm going to delete that one. Um, the game only has like eight guns, so like get out of here. Um, Squadrons is okay. Uh, I feel like Doom Eternal, I'm bolding. I'm just bolding that right now. Y'all going gonna, gonna to talk some shit? <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure I'm the only one here in, in, like in here who, who would champion... Uh, squadrons or has played squadrons. Squadrons, oh, no. I, I I forgot. Graydon's played it also. I think it was a pretty solid game. Um, I <laughs> weirdly though, I don't love the shooting mechanics. <laughs> <laughs> but I did play it on PC, where I don't play ever, and well, I you... really don't like games without controllers. You play? Didn't you play it in VR? Ah, uh, yeah. But I played it with a controller, with a with a with a keyboard and mouse. Wait, I thought I thought the um, I thought there was there was controller support. Um, you should there be. Mi- there might be, but I 
Oh, I never Didn't tried try it out it. yet. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> I got so many things plugged in. I'm running out of USB ports, man. Oh, man. That <laughs> sounds like a personal problem. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I will say Star Wars Squadrons. I feel bad for Star Wars Squadrons because I don't know where else it would go. This would be the category to recognize it. Um, it's. I feel like it would be. Okay, I'm going to leave Star Wars Squadrons where it is right now. I want to have this conversation. Graydon Webb. That's my name. I... Oh, what are you going to say about fucking Call of Duty, dude? What are you going <laughs> to say? Here we go. I would prefer, if we were going to have a Call of Duty on this list to represent best gun game... It should be Cold War. Warzone. <laughs> <laughs> now, let me say why I feel this way. Ugh. When it comes to the gunplay of Call of Duty, the only... The only time I felt that Call of Duty has had new and interesting gunplay in the series is with Modern Warfare. They changed that engine just enough. And I'm talking about the reboot here. Um, I feel like that's the first time that the gunplay itself has changed since the original Call of Duty 4. And Warzone just brings that back into a Battle Royale context. And that gunplay is just so great, so snappy, so fun. And oh, fuck my water bottle. Um, And I think it's just really good. And so that's what I would fight for over everything else. Uh, Cold War, I understand Cold War is like a full game. (laughs) Like it has a campaign, it has zombies, and I do commend it for unifying the progression systems and all that stuff. And from what I hear, the story sounds pretty neat. I don't think, especially in the multiplayer that I played, because I probably put about close to 10 hours into the multiplayer just by playing the beta and the... uh, free weekend that they had recently i don't think the gunplay is that great in the multiplayer i think it's kind of bland and not very satisfying i have been saying since i played it that cold wars multiplayer is not made for old consoles i think it's i think they didn't put enough i think they put too much work into making it work on next gen that on old systems it's sluggish it's uh visually shit uh it's it's just a mess um and com comparatively <laughs> that's a word yeah <laughs> it, it um modern warfare did did online a hell of a lot better the multiplayer um and and you know what i'll give you yes better gunplay however Warzone, I don't <laughs> love. I don't like their. I don't like battle royales off the bat. I don't like their armor system. I don't like the gulag system. Oh wow! I I really don't like a lot of what Warzone does. Um, mainly just because I. I think it tries to do, I think it's a bit too ambitious, which I think people will hate me for saying, um, cold war. I just, I will agree. And maybe at the end of the day, I guess I, I will concede to say that it's, I like cold war more for its story and I like it for its campaign and it's gunplay is it's cod. It's, it's fine. I, but I, I agree. It is not stellar. Like it's, it, it didn't blow me away. 
And um, yeah, my my thought to you is, <laughs> what if we just got rid of both Call of Duties? <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, in the gun game category, ha ha ha, that is spicy as hell. You know what? I don't hate that idea, but I think we should first take off Last of Us Part Two. Really? Because like about okay, what about gunplay specifically? Do we love so much in the Last of Us Part Two? Mm-hmm. Like, like we just talked about this in the last category. The story is what makes that game shine. I don't think, like, yeah, the gunplay was satisfying, but I'm not coming. Like, especially since there's no multiplayer to just hit the gunplay exclusively, it doesn't feel like that's the type of. I'm not gonna boot up Last of Us Part Two for a combat encounter. I think that's and what even those combat encounters may not even be, you know, gunplay focused. It may be more stealth and killing from behind and <laughs> exactly like what makes the last was part too fun is you don't always have ammo for guns so you're having to think on your toes to get out of a situation where the rest of these games you're shooting at all times every time so i'm cool with deleting the last was part two just for not even technicality but just doesn't feel like in the spirit of this category and josh you sound like you're with me and no one else played the game that <laughs> <laughs> take it out Swoop-de-woop. Um, now, I'll go ahead and give my piece for Rogue Company real quick here. Uh, I, I'm going to delete Rogue Company here because I think it fits better in online game. But I will just say, for, for the record, I think the gunplay in Rogue Company is pretty great. I, I think it feels chunky in a way where, I don't know, it feels... I don't know. It feels very standardized. Like it feels like a game that was made to be an esport. Like that's the way that the gunplay feels, where it feels very clean, very sterile in a way that makes it feel fair. Like it like I love Warzone so much, Call of Duty Warzone, because all the guns in there feel like you're trying to stay on top of a bucking bronco. Like you're these guns are recoiling everywhere and you're trying your best to just control it from going out of control. Or Rogue Company every bullet goes exactly where you're firing and all the recoil is very precise and you know exactly how to control it. And it's all very easy to learn. Um, and I appreciate that, but I think rogue company is more special because of the gameplay overall and not just as gunplay. So I'm going to go ahead and hop on that grenade there and no one else played rogue company. So shoot the whoop. Uh, so now uh, we're going to, so you, are you, okay. Gears five hive busters. I clearly like that game a lot. How do y'all feel about it staying on here? Here's what I'll say. <clears throat> I haven't played Gears in a while. Like, I, I, I already said that. <laughs> but uh, I used to love Gears, Gears gunplay. And if it's more of the same, or I, I'm sure it's been altered. Um, but I bet it's been made tighter and better. And... um. Let me ask you, have they fixed the um, grenades? Like, is it still similar <laughs> to how it used to be? Where, like, we had, had to, like, switch to them and then throw? Like, and, like, that, and then, like, you would have, like, the range, the area of effect would show, like, that, that it would make, like, a little arch as to where it was going to go. Yep, it's exactly the same. It's the still the same way. I, I say fix, but maybe I liked that. <laughs> I don't know. I I would be so daring as to say my top three are Doom, Squadrons, and Gears. 
Ooh, and just take Call of Duty out entirely. Yeah, like I just I can't decide, and I'm so <sighs> over Call of Duty. <laughs> no, I just I remember saying because I was I was gonna do a Black Ops Cold War review, and I have so many notes taken on it, and I may do it. Who knows? But like, I remember thinking Modern Warfare was better. And mm. and just in turn, but that doesn't. That's nothing against Treyarch. I thought it did, but Cold War is a return to form after three. That like and and four was fantastic. I as I said, <laughs> but like th- three was a shit show, and two I really don't like that much either. Um, hmm. but but Cold War feels like a sequel to one, and it is so good. But I like the style of Modern Warfare, the 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 remake, and um, it's just like I I can't decide. So if Modern Warfare were on the list, I would want it. But as for what we're up against here, I I could I could negate both of them. How much do we care about Squadrons? Because I know you like it a lot, Al. How much is the rest of the room wanting to save that one from persecution? I would fight for it. I will never play that game. (laughs) 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 Yeah, explain yourself on that one. Uh, Just like any type of flight game, I just, I'm terrible with. And so, yeah. Equilibrium thing or just not in VR? I'm just, I'm just fucking terrible. Like, I don't care if it's (laughs) like the battlefield flight controls. I don't care if it's ace combat, uh, the, um, flight parts of the like battlefront games like i don't stand oh, yeah. a chance i'm just not good at them so i know i'm never gonna play squadrons hmm all right fuck okay that threw a wrench in my plan uh because <laughs> here's how i'm feeling i'm feeling i like doom eternal number one and then followed by gears five and Warzone. um you said that you like gears five and squadrons uh how what are the other two that y'all would like for from Josh and Al? Uh, Al, what do you what would you like on here for the top three? Doom Eternal's already locked. For, so what are your other two? Uh, either Call of Duty, like to me, the Call of Duty Black Ops and uh, Warzone are interchangeable. So uh, th- there's that. Um, the other, the, the other, the last two. Okay, and so I, when, you go ahead. When it comes to uh, Hive Busters and Squadrons, um, I'll, I'll, I'll go with Doom Eternal, uh, Hive Busters, and Warzone. Wow! Whoa. So you'd be willing to sacrifice Squadrons? Yeah. Hot damn! See, you know what? <clears throat> it, it, it's not. It's it's not me saying that it was a bad game. Like it was. It was a great game. Like very well written. There wasn't much to it aside from the aside from the 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 uh, missions or the story mode and the multiplayer. The multiplayer there wasn't much there to begin with, anyway. Hmm. Okay. Wow. If he's as big a man to do that, I'll get rid of Cold War. Hell yeah! Let's fucking go. <laughs> All right. So let's delete him right now. <laughs> All right, so in that case, I'm making the final list. I'm going to just make Doom Eternal, Hive Busters, and Warzone, and we're all cool with it, right? I think so. Yeah. Yep. 
fuck yes. Ah, I'm getting my way. Ah. Right. <laughs> so I guess we'll make it. So Doom Eternal's number one. I'm not fighting that. Uh, I kind of want to put Warzone over Gears 5, me personally, because I feel like Warzone was a moment in time. Like, I feel like Warzone was all. A lot of people played their first Call of Duty game in years when Modern Warfare Reboot came out. I feel like everyone else played their first Call of Duty game in years when Warzone came out because then it was free. Yeah, I think it was kind of it was like a movement before Animal Crossing was. It, yes, it became a big thing for like the month. What, weren't there like Super Bowl commercials <laughs> of Warzone? <laughs> like it was it was a big thing for a good like a month. And yeah. I mean, I still know people who play it. It's there. Like this year, I will say, has become the most like positively divisive in terms of battle royales. Like there's yes. been there's been less complaining about oh everything's a battle royale. The dust seems to have settled. The games aren't like shoving it into their games anymore, and it feels more like now people have chosen theirs. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you feel that way yeah it's and, like how everyone had their shooter they played it was either battlefield modern warfare halo whatever now everyone has their battle yeah reality. right it's like we've we've created a new genre and you just do your thing and like it's it's kind of like how oh league of legends will never die or dota 2 <laughs> will never die because they just <laughs> people will play it but like um I just feel like, yeah, you've got, yeah, you have your Fortnite, but then you also have your Warzone and you have your Apex. And it's surprising how they all have their own, uh, their own fans. And that's pretty cool now. And meanwhile, I don't feel like anyone talks about PUBG anymore. (laughs) That is true. (laughs) PUBG died. (laughs) You know what? I'll, I'll keep it real with you. They had an Xbox Game Pass quest to play two matches of PUBG. I booted it up for the first time on Xbox and got two chicken dinners back to back. So wow, nice. That game is okay. Uh, <laughs> so like, you know, maybe it's just because I'm good at it and I'm never playing it again because I have a perfect record. But I don't know, y'all. Game's all right. But it wasn't in this category because the final listing for gun game, our best gun game of 2020, is Doom Eternal, as it motherfucking should be. Um, <laughs> And then number two is Call of Duty Warzone, followed by number three, Gears 5, Hive Busters. That is a great list. I like that a lot. So let me see where we are real quick, because we've been here for over three hours. So one, two, three, four. We did six. six. We're at six. How about we do seven? Okay. Do we have enough stamina to do two more, and then we can do the last seven on a different day? How does that feel? That's up to Al. Yeah, that's up to Alan. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, we'll get we'll get two more categories done and then we'll save the rest for another recording because I don't want this to be too long. <laughs> so yeah, let's go ahead and get this because I know this one Al's gonna have a lot to say for this next category. <laughs> um the next one is most addictive game. Uh the nominees include MLB twenty, the show, Persona five Royal, Animal Crossing New Horizons, Risk of Rain two, Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout, Immortals Phoenix Rising. And dreams. We're going to have a lot of conversating here. Um, <laughs> so, poof. First off, let me say this. Are there any on here that y'all think is like, why is this on here? We should take that off immediately. <laughs> uh, I shouldn't <laughs> talk. 
<laughs> you shouldn't talk. I mean, <laughs> it's open for the public. Like, go ahead. I looked at this and I thought, well, I think Immortals was an Emmett ad, and I don't know why. I don't remember if I added that. Who added that? Who's played Immortals? I played Immortals. Did anyone else play Immortals? Nope. I, I played um, like a couple hours of Immortals. Is it good? Yeah. It's if you if have you played um, Breath of the Wild? No. Then you'll enjoy. (laughs) 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 You'll see why uh, Breath of the Wild has such a such a like has mass appeal. Okay. It's a good intro to it. Yeah. To that game. That type of game. I didn't play Immortals. I played Genshin Impact. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Also, side note, I just saw the chat. I did not have Discord open, so I understood why y'all were like, oh, it's up to Al. Uh, So, yeah. Anyway, we'll we'll power through this. So, hopefully, you know, not waking too many people up. Um, So, yeah, I think, what were we talking about? For Immortals, I didn't add Immortals on here, but I will say, I like Immortals a lot. I think it's really fun. It's like my podcast game of choice right now, but I wouldn't call it addicting. Like, it's just like once you start it up, it keeps you in it, but it's not something that I'm like, oh man, I got to get my next fix of Immortal Phoenix Rising. Like, it's not that type of game for me. Where something like Risk of Rain 2, I'm like, oh fuck, I need another run. That was awesome. Where Immortal Phoenix Rising, once I'm in it, I'm playing it for a really long time because it just keeps you going. Um, so I would delete it from here because of that. I think it's still a good game, but I wouldn't call it addictive at all. Um, unless, Al, do you disagree with me at all on that? Uh, no. Okay. So we'll we'll take that one off. Um, I don't think Fall Guys is addicting. Who, who, who put Fall Guys on here? Oh, my God. I was just sent, sitting up to, <laughs> to turn on my PlayStation for a minute, and I had to throw myself back down in the chair to defend myself. <laughs> 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 if oh, you boy. take if you take Fall Guys off this list, Emmett, I, I will hunt you down. Uh, Emmett, I will take your firstborn. Oh no, not my Clementine. Clementine uh, will be mine, Emmett. <laughs> I don't want her to be Clementine or yours. Never mind. Uh, oh okay, God. I'm not gonna touch Fall Guys right now. Um, I mean, Al, I don't want to touch MLB the Show because you've you've very accurately expressed how addicting that game is over the year. And I'll second that. Oh yeah. Y'all both, y'all both wrote the joint review on that. So I mean, wonderful. I did, I did spend the, the preamble to the recording mentioning how I, my conspiracy theory for (laughs) how I'm going to support San Diego studios with, by buying every single multi-platform copy of LV 21. Including a VR version. God, that or a potential not. VR version. <laughs> they they could be doing that. They just, they could be doing a sequel to the um, to that uh, VR game or to that uh, Home Run Derby game. Oh yeah, exactly. They could be doing something, but pff, let's not reach for the sky quite yet. They gotta <laughs> they gotta just deliver on the normal stuff. But um, yeah, I uh, I don't know. I don't want it to. I don't want to delete MLB the show. I. How do we feel about Persona 5 Royal? Don't care for it. I'm okay with dropping it. Okay, yeah, because I wouldn't call that addicting either. I think because it's a turn-based combat game, and I'm not, I'm never, I mean, 
I haven't picked up the game in like three months. So clearly <laughs> it's not something I'm itching to get back to. I really like the story. I think the story is the main motivating thing about that game, but I'm not like itching for that combat. So I, I, I deleted it. So sorry, Persona 5 Royal. I'm sorry, Drew. <laughs> I, if Drew's listening to this, he's going to kick my ass for that because I know he absorbed that game in like two days or something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, mm, so we got five more here. Got to get rid of two of them. The two that I, there's two that I am like ride or die for and one that I think should stay on principle. The one that I think should stay on principle is Animal Crossing New Horizons. Yes. Thank mm-hmm. you, Amit. <laughs> yeah. No, I would fight. I would fight with Josh for that. Okay. Because the thing about Animal Crossing New Horizons is like, it's not, it's not even in my top 10 personally. It's not one of my favorite games of all time, but I think there is something powerful about that game. To where it got me to do digital chores for 50 hours <laughs> it, with a smile on my face. Like, digital chores. That game. That, that's what it is. And there's something special about that game to get me to that point. So I feel like it has to stay on here just for that. Like, People I, went out and bought a Switch for this game. People who oh, yeah. didn't even play video games for I don't know how long. Decades. I think I put 200 hours into it like within a month or two. <laughs> wow. This is going to be a hard one. Holy shit. Okay. Um, I'm probably going to have to fall on a grenade on one of my other two. I've talked I've talked a million times about how Risk of Rain 2 is one of the most addictive games I've ever played. So that's probably the one that's going to have to super stay on here. I'm the one who added Dreams. And I added Dreams because I'm going to have to take it off because if I'm being honest with myself, even I haven't picked it up in a couple months. But Similar to Immortals Phoenix Rising, when I open up Dreams and I pop into the Dreamer first, and as soon as I see the first cool short film or the first cool indie game or the first cool music video, I am sitting there clicking through everything for like three hours straight, just seeing the creativity that is on display for people. And I've likened it. I already wrote it, wrote this one up already in my personal list, but I compared it a lot to Flash. And now that Flash is dying, like the the Adobe Flash service. Oh, it's um, dead. <laughs> oh, it's dead. Yeah, it, it's 2021. Yeah, that thing's gone completely. Um, yeah, now that that's gone, I've been thinking a lot about just all of the Flash games I used to love and all the Flash games and animations <clears throat> and stuff I used to love. And Dreams feels like it has that spirit of like a Newgrounds or something like that. It feels like the evolution of that spirit where it's just a tool set that's easy to understand, accessible to use, and you can do damn near anything with, and people are doing damn near anything with. And every time I open it up, I'm, I, I'm just lost in it. It's like, I, it reminds me of going on Ancon Arcade or miniclip.com or Congregate and just seeing a hundred things on the front page to just click and try out. And Dreams is itching that exact same scratch. And I think that's incredible and deserves to be recognized, but it ain't more addictive than Risk of Rain 2. <laughs> I want to say so, two things. Go ahead, go ahead. One, I I'm very adverse to the term "itching that scratch," and the se- <laughs> the second thing is my <laughs> my dreams uh, experience was renting it from GameFly, turning it on, getting into a game that was literally uh, don't get beat up as many art pieces with a bat as you can in this museum without getting caught, <laughs> and then I went to GameFly and I purchased it to keep it. i was like just send me the box i'm sold um so i did i did have fun with dreams 
Um, I can see it being addictive, but I, I will let you take it off if you want to. Mm. Okay. I'm trying to see what else I can do. I have a further question, but you go ahead. All I'm going to say is I added dreams to two other categories that I think it fits in. And one of them, I think it has a very good shot at winning. Best narrative. I put it there. I put it in best narrative. What? Yeah. Did you play the the main campaign for dreams? No. That, oh boy. (laughs) Oh, boy. It's really good. Oh, fuck. Yeah, dude. It's like, it's like everyone knows Media Molecule for the whimsy and the wonderful worlds and the fantastical things. They combine that with a grounded, realistic tale of like actual human anxieties and shit. Oh shit! I really gotta try that. And it's only like three hours long, so like by by the time we get to uh, best narrative in the next recording, you might have time to play through all the dreams. So, I might have played it. Wow, yeah. that is it's just so. There's nothing. There's no other story like dreams out there. Maybe in any medium. Wow. <laughs> maybe, maybe. So I'm gonna stop glowing it up because then. Oh, it's the best thing since sliced bread. Nah, this is toast. What do you mean? Anyway, <laughs> um, so yeah, that's what I feel about dreams. I could take it off here because I can understand the argument for Fall Guys being addictive. I understand the argument for Animal Crossing, Risk of Rain, I've already said. Uh, I'm going to just delete dreams. Okay. <laughs> what were you going to say? Go ahead. I feel I feel mean for threatening to steal your daughter. Uh, <laughs> oh, guys. And I just want to see like that any I've I've played Fall Guys with Josh and Alan. Like, do you guys both agree that it's like addictive? Like, would you would you make that argument with me or am I crazy? I could argue it with you. Okay. But I could also argue it against it too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh like the fact that I haven't I've I haven't even ever won a match. I've only made it. I think I've only made it past the entry, like entry point, like one time. Yeah. No. So I... it's it's as if I have a grudge or an axe <laughs> to grind. Axe <laughs> to grind. Oh boy. I honestly, even though I haven't gotten a single crown either, I've made a little bit further, but I haven't won a game. I think what makes Fall Guys. I think the thing about Fall Guys that could make it addictive is that failure is fun in that game. Like, I take an L, but every time I'm laughing because I bust my ass on the corner of a platform or just seeing those guys bounce around and just fall down is always funny to me. So I can understand that being addictive, but I'm not a... It's like, I'm not playing Octodad Deadliest Catch every day just because I want to see him fall down. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like that, so that's why I'm like, Fall Guys doesn't feel that addictive to me. I'm so glad that sentence was just said. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we we got some young horses in here at some point, even though Bug Snacks isn't on here. But yeah, that's that's the thing about Fall Guys, where it's a novel concept. I think it's really cool, but I don't, I wouldn't call it addictive. Uh, how do hmm, I feel like dreams? I the list that I really like because I honestly. Even though I think Risk of Rain 2 is... You know what? Fuck it. I'm deleting Risk of Rain 2. Whoa. What? I'm deleting Risk of Rain 2 because I think that is one of the most addictive games I've ever played. Yes. But I think the way in which Dreams is addictive is more unique and more worth celebrating. 
So I'm going to okay. jump on that grenade. I love Risk of Rain 2, but I've I talked about it all last year already anyway. So like it's a great game, but I want Dreams to get something, damn it. Um <laughs> so yeah. Plus it'll be we got best multiplayer later. Um so we have MLB the Show 20, uh Animal Crossing New Horizons, Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout and Dreams. It seems like Animal Crossing's a lock, so I'm gonna highlight that or bolded, I mean. Um Let's fight between Fall Guys and MLB. Since both, I know Al and Graydon both played both of those games. How do y'all feel? Which one would y'all prefer? At the end of the day, I'm always going to come back to MLB. Mm. And I would say that that is, that is more addictive than Fall Guys. I think in terms of a movement, because that, that's what we're fighting between, right? Those two? Yeah. Okay. I think in terms of a movement, you're going to have Fall Guys, and I think that that should be acknowledged. I don't know if it has room like elsewhere on our list to really be anything, um, but I think that in terms of, like, I'm losing my train of thought. I'm falling asleep. <laughs> We're so close. We're so close. It's in the next category. Fall Guys is an online game. Oh, okay. Then, then you know what? Yeah, go for MLB. <sighs> You, do you agree, Al? A fucking course I do. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. So we're deleting Fall Guys. So my little baby dreams can get the gleam that I was trying to see. I tried to make it rhyme on that last one, but it didn't work. Anyway, um, so do we all agree Animal Crossing is number one? Uh, yes. Sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Just the yes versus the, oh, okay, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> That was funny. Um, all right, so Animal Crossing is number one. I I can understand if we want to put Dreams at three. Actually, I think, yeah, Dreams is number three. That's what I'm going to say. Dreams is number three because I think the passion that both of y'all have for MLB is so strong that we can only – I am I only have so much power. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't think I have enough power to override MLB with Dreams, so I'm going to just let it be. Are y'all cool with that? I'm good with that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we'll go with this one. Second last category of the night. We're getting there. Um, Most addictive game. Our winner is Animal Crossing New Horizons at number one, with number two being MLB 20, the show, and number three being Dreams, my beloved Dreams. Getting some. I have have a horrible question. Go ahead. Would everybody hate me if I asked if we stopped here? We can stop here. That's fine. <laughs> I just feel like I have a lot of like fighting I want to do an online game because it's a big category. Yeah. But I feel like I don't up. have steam because it's one thirty. <laughs> yeah, it's super late. That is totally fine. Um, we can come back here, do another episode. Even this episode we're on right now is like three hours and 35 minutes already. Um, <laughs> so like. I'm cool. <laughs> and then the we next can... one, we have like two or three categories that aren't going to be like that hard. I don't think like they're, so they're then smaller. We can make it up. So, yeah, I just wanted to make sure we got to at least seven on one of these and we've done seven now. So um, awesome. this will be seven. I was just worried. I, I was like, oh, do we want to keep the seven with game of the year since that's going to be a big fight? But there's some smaller categories that we should come to a consensus pretty quick on. So We'll save that for later. We'll leave this episode where it is right now and go ahead and wrap it up. So um, I'm going to scroll down to housekeeping. Then. <laughs> we'll right. keep the same document for next time so we can just refer to the same thing. 
Um, housekeeping is honestly just a bunch of stuff that went over, that went up during the Christmas break that we had. Uh, so VGU.TV win, special edition, all about the Game Awards, the winners, the announcements, all the special stuff that happened with Graydon. I think also Al and Raul was on that too. Yeah, we we said some things about uh, certain Mr. Vin Diesel. <laughs> that we will not take back. <laughs> oh, bro, I don't know if you saw the wheel, man, but he's, he's going to wheel up to you, my G. <laughs> um, Watch yourself. Me and Raul kept were bouncing ideas back and forth about where we think Mass Effect, the next Mass Effect game is going, who's going to be the protagonist. Mm, that's a and I, I'm not sure if Raul has held up his end of the bargain, but because that, that episode we recorded was, was the last episode of when for 2020, he said he, he's, he was going to try to get into Dragon Age. Oh, oh yeah. And I don't know if he, I don't know if he ended up doing that. So it's <laughs> a hell of a promise. <laughs> I guess we'll find out on a future episode of when. Um, yeah. So yeah, go ahead and give that one a gander. If three hours and thirty minutes of this podcast wasn't enough, you got more talking to listen. To. <laughs> um, so well, yeah, there's that. Mm-hmm. That is, if I, if I, I no, no, I'm, uh, no, no, I'll make that announcement on when. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, because we. We have some other things to announce that we're bubbling up, but we'll save that for a little later. Um, yeah, we also have another thing that went up. I think the week of Christmas, I put this up. Uh, the Players Club podcast bonus episode, the Spider-Man Miles Morales spoiler cast, where it was me, it was Raul, and uh, Al talking about you know the story and everything there is to see and do in Miles Morales. Um, that that was weird to record because I hadn't done a lot of the side mission stuff and now I've done everything. So it's like, oh man, I was a, I should have brought this up because I was an idiot during that and didn't play through literally everything in the game yet. But um, it's still a very good conversation. And if you want to hear an obscure Kanye West song, that's what I use to open that podcast. So there you go. <laughs> oh boy, I'm sold. <laughs> oh boy. Wait, so- which obscure Kanye song? Uh, I mean, because it was because Miles Morales is Christmas themed, and it takes place in Harlem. There's a song called "Christmas in Harlem." Oh, by, okay. Yeah, by by Kanye West featuring Tiana Taylor and like Cameron and Sahai the Prince and a couple of other people. Um, anywho, that song's great. You'll hear. Uh-huh. It um, and then the last two things we got here: uh, Hyper Time to Podcast. Uh, two episodes from this one, a bonus for a very merry DC holiday and the episode for all-star comics number eight. Um, yeah, that's a good podcast as well. And apparently there's a lot of Randy Savage on that show. So, <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, brother. <laughs> there will be. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, go ahead and give that one a gander as well. That's a solid show. Um, and then we got some other stuff we're doing. I, I probably would have also put, like, I streamed Astrobot Rescue Mission. I'll probably be putting the archive of that stream up on the YouTube channel, because that stream was a lot of fun, and I lost my shit a lot as a big PlayStation fan uh, playing that for the first time. And there's some other YouTube videos on there uh, that I would share, but I'm going to keep it real with you. We're all losing stamina at this hour, so... Speaking of LMB the show... Oh, please, don't go. Oh, you streamed some? Yeah. Wait, when was this? Um, I think it was after. Oh, I, I think it was either before or after your stream, or during okay. your stream. 
because I see a video for it. Okay, you must have. Did you stream it directly on YouTube? No, you I just put it on there very quickly. I streamed it to the VGU um, Twitch, and then I exported it to YouTube. Okay, okay, that makes sense. Because I because I, I see it's already on here, and I'm like, God damn, you you put that on the channel super quick. So yeah, that's another good one. In fact, let me copy that while I have it open. Copy that link, put it in the notes. Now you'll see it, and it's great. I don't know. I'm losing steam. Um, I, so yeah. I I wanted to to title to subtitle the video. Kyle, where's your focus? Because I just first pitch swinging at everything. <laughs> hey man, it'd be like that sometimes. Ain't no shame in your game. You're just doing your thing. Um. So yeah, that'll be down there. And of course, our YouTube channel is always in the description. You can check out the new stuff we're putting out there. Check out us. Ugh, check out our Twitter. Check out the Twitter account that we have for VGU.TV as well. Um, that's always in the description. And we have another place that you can see content from us pretty soon. Um, but we'll we'll talk about that more when that's more materialized, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Uh, we could probably save that for part two of this recording. How about that, Al? Yeah. Yeah, sounds good. Sounds good. We'll, we'll be revealing what we're up to soon. But um, for now, that's all we got here. We're all going to take our, I was going to say our black asses to bed. My black ass to bed. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of y'all of your respective colored asses can go to bed as well um, our, our very white asses <laughs> <laughs> yes indeed um, we're all gonna take a slumber uh, get some sleep come back with even more fight in our hearts for the rest of these lists um, just to give one more last countdown of what we've gone through so far uh, we have best game of yesteryear winner is uh, what remains of Edith Finch and the runners up are Outer Wilds and Control Best new content to a previous release. The winner is No Man's Sky with follow-ups for Gears 5 Hive Busters and Apex Legends Seasons 4 through 7. Uh, best repolish indie is number... Our winner there is Tony Hot Pro Skater 1 and 2, followed up by SpongeBob Battle for Bikini Bottom Rehydrated and Mafia Definitive Edition. Best role-playing game is Persona 5 Royal, followed up by Final Fantasy VII Remake and Paper Mario The Origami King. Our best action adventure is Ghost of Tsushima, followed by Last of Us Part Two and Ghost Runner. And our best gun game is Doom Eternal, followed by Call of Duty Warzone and Gears 5. And our most addictive game is Animal Crossing New Horizons, followed up by MLB The Show and Dreams. So yeah, that's where we're at on that one. Um, and so yeah, we'll we'll keep we'll come back here. Probably the next episode of Players Club next week is gonna be this next recording. We just gotta make sure we can get together. So we'll we'll talk about that in chat. So I'm gonna let y'all go to sleep. Let me go ahead and introduce or outro everybody. I've been joined here today by Alan Muir. Thanks for hopping on, man. No problem. No problem. Yeah, good times. Hopefully the neighbors don't mind <laughs> us recording till late. Um, thank you for being a champ and staying up, Graydon. Please, God, don't send me any Last of Us spoilers, please. Oh my God, I didn't <laughs> even think of that until now. I'm gonna, you can even you can even send me Dream spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> please, you can send me Mafia spoilers. But don't send I, him Okami spoilers. Don't send me Okami spoilers. Oh my God, I can't At wait. At the end of the game, you lose your brush and have to use a pen. Wait, is that real? No, I just said that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh that would be something <laughs> that would be hilarious oh boy and uh thanks josh for uh hanging out with us as well late 
Oh, I, was like, <laughs> I thought you were charging up another Randy Savage. I, I was debating on it. I was like, no. I Macho man's going to bed, brother. <laughs> Macho man powers down after one. <laughs> the length of this podcast has been madness. <laughs> uh, all good stuff. So, yeah. So that's it for all of us. Thank you all for listening. We'll catch you in the next part of this. Uh, we will do even more of these games with even more controversial hot takes, I'm sure. And oh thank you all for listening. Hopefully you have a good rest of 2021. Let's kill this fucking year. So, you know, we don't have another repeat of 2020. And as I always say, keep it real, keep it trill, and love each other. Adios. I'ma kill them all, I'ma kill them all, I'ma kill them all, I'ma kill them all.